an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, what a pleasant surprise we got here, everybody. Welcome in to the show, Jonas Knox. And yes, Brady Quinn is here. There was concerns about whether or not he was going to be able to fight through traffic, hop off the pirate ship, and get to the start of the show on time. Yes, I said ship with a P. But it doesn't matter because we are broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. It is the Super Bowl postgame show right here on Fox Sports Radio. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save on your auto insurance. What else are you going to do with your phone for the next few minutes? Look at pictures of food your friends ate again? Call 1-888-FARMERS for a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. And ladies and gentlemen, this is a tradition unlike any other, where Brady Quinn and I sit back, recap a Super Bowl, and once again are still wondering, is anybody questioning whether or not Tom Brady's the greatest of all time anymore? Is, is that even a question anymore? <laughs> no. Are we good here? Um, I think it's interesting that like one of the things that people talked about over the course of this week was Tom Brady's legacy. So like being down in Tampa for the Super Bowl – it was a weird feeling during the course of the week because, you know, 
when we first got into town, it was over the weekend. And so you saw a fair amount of Tampa Bay Bucks fans, people around out for the Super Bowl. Then when the week came, you're like, all right, it's COVID. There's not really many people traveling down. It's, it's not even anywhere close to what it was like last year in Miami where you have all these celebrities and whether it's actors or models or other athletes, even outside the realm of football, people would come through Radio Row. You know, you Strippers, were part of that. too. Yeah, strippers too. Yeah. Well, I I don't remember seeing those okay. on Radio Row. Maybe you were in a different part of uh, our portion <laughs> of Radio Row. I'm not. I, I never saw any polls anywhere. But um, it, it was it was just a very very different feel. But then as you got closer to the game, you started to realize like, oh, this is a home game. Like 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 this is there's a home field advantage here with the crowd and the way everyone was in Tampa out around it, and and even just being at the game tonight. You got a sense of that. Like now, I, granted, the way the game went is an entirely different conversation, and we can get into that. Yeah, but you definitely got the feel that there, you know, for the first time ever, a team got to host a Super Bowl, and it definitely played an advantage, and it definitely helped out their defense. So you think for sure the home field advantage was there in this? Yeah, game? I mean, I even think just when you looked at and kind of thought back to yourself. You know, because we there's we'd see different shots during the local news and all that uh, of the players, you know, going to you know coming out from the facility and everything else, and you're going, oh yeah, like they don't have to travel, <laughs> like like it had to have been the most like stress free two weeks that any team's ever gone through preparing for a Super Bowl because they didn't have to do opening night. They didn't have to worry about all these big media days and everything else that comes along with that and appearances or whatever else may come from it. Um, I, I just I think it had to have been nice to be so familiar with the confines and, and really the, the protocols and everything else in your home stadium. And, and there were only, what, 25,000 fans there tonight, 7,500 of which were, were um, you know, uh, for, first responders or all those who are on the front lines fighting who COVID. Were, who were throwing drinks down, by the way. Well, yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> I me mean, letting it fly, whether it was inside, outside the stadium. Trust me, everyone was having a grand old time. <laughs> Uh, that might have had a little bit to do with the weather because it was supposed to <laughs> rain, and early in the week it was cold, and so people were kind of you know especially this time of year in South Florida where they, they like to try to enjoy enjoy themselves. People were like shocked. I mean, it got to thirty eight one morning, and so then it started to warm up, and you could tell people were really ready to get after it. But um, you know, for the eighteen other thousand that were there, there was a fair amount that were you know Tampa Bay Bucks fans. I mean, it was maybe 90-10 when you were watching people go into the stadium and through the NFL experience everywhere else. So there's no doubt, like, they're, the fans that did come out for it and showed up, and obviously those that are just here in town, there was definitely a home field advantage. You could kind of hear it with the reactions with, you know, third downs for Kansas City. And, and it was kind of nice because it was the first time you kind of got a sense of, like, oh, yeah, this is, this is what it's like to actually have a home field advantage again. Now, on the point of home field advantage, if there are going to be people out there who say, well, we better not have this again because it was a clear-cut advantage for the home team, and we better make sure the home team never – or we better make sure that no team playing in the Super Bowl actually hosts the Super Bowl. And the only way to do that is to make sure that the Super Bowl is played in a place where you know the home team there is never going to be in a Super Bowl. So, uh, Chicago, come on down. Uh, Soldier Field, uh, you will be the permanent home of Super Bowls because – 
can guarantee the Bears will never be in one, so that we don't have to worry about it. Brady, see how that's done? Why do you like to rag on your team that you rooted for growing up? <laughs> what do you mean? Up? It's unbelievable. I'm just, I'm just trying to come up with solutions. I'm a solution I mean, they, guy, they, they did and it was play an in issue. one and lost in one in 2007, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, was that the year? Trust was, that, me. was that when Manning beat? Trust me. It okay. sure did. Yeah, Manning versus uh, Rex Grossman. Uh, that was a, uh, <laughs> That's right. was a doozy. <laughs> That's Bears, right. Bears plus seven. Awesome. Can, um, can I just say this? Were, were you surprised by how that game went? Okay. This is, this is the part that surprised me. When, when Tampa Bay went three and out to start the drive, and then you saw, okay, there was a little bit of a, you know, kind of a momentum change, and you just wondered, okay, what, what's going to click? What's going to wake up Kansas City? I thought the stop, the goal line stop, was going to be that moment. Right. That, ta- that Tampa Bay was going to look back on that and go, damn, maybe should have taken the three. I had no problem with, with what they did because I, I looked at it and said, all right, Kansas City's going to score points. So you've got to get t- a touchdown here. Little did I know, had, had Tampa Bay just kicked the three, that would have been enough to win the game. Like right. I, I, that's the part that, that surprised me. There was no second gear for for Kansas City, and and we've all, always talked about it. There's they can get to a gear that nobody else can get to, and they never got there. And you can credit Todd Bowles and the defense, and that's a whole separate conversation that we can have because they were amazing. But the part that surprised me was there was no response. They got hit, and there was no counter to it. And at a certain point in the game, I looked and just said, "This is over." Like it was over. I thought the second it was it, and, and it was cr- just crazy to see that Kansas City Chiefs team, who we've seen be so dominant all year long, have nothing and be flat. And and, and I don't know what the main culprit of that is. Um, look, this th- the story with Andy Reid's son. I mean, going right into the game, I, who knows if that was, you know, kind of... Uh, well, that doesn't have anything to do with the players. Well, but, I mean, before you even venture down that, all right, let's just pivot away from whatever crazy I'm thing saying, you're going to say right All now. I'm saying is distraction, if you want to call it a distraction. It, it, a distraction for who? Okay. Andy Reid? No, I mean, the, the players may the get players. wind of it, but they're not thinking about that. Look, okay. here's the reality. is the, the team that lost the first time around always has the advantage the next time because as the team that won you're usually trying to prepare and you're saying like well we won i mean so like i don't really know necessarily what like curveballs they're going to throw at us or how they're going to change things up and as you saw in this game i mean todd bowles did a magnificent job changing up the structure of that defense what they were trying to take away how they were trying to defend them and and it kind of threw patrick mahomes for a loop and, and for whatever reason, I mean, the, the play calling, I thought, early on was a little bit um, suspect, you know, from Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. But, you know, the, the fact of the matter is they had plays to be made. Tyreek Hill had a ball that hit him in the face mask in the end zone he could have caught. You know, Travis Kelsey dropped yeah. a big third down early. For whatever reason, they kept trying to target Miko Hardman, and they couldn't seem to get that going. And there just really, really wasn't much for them. But the concern going into the game was that offensive line. And I thought that group looked like for the first couple series, all right. And then as the game went on, you saw that front start to dominate. You saw yeah. JPP, Shaq Barrett, um, the, the linebackers too, Devin White, Levante David, just roam all over the field. And those guys had their way. They're the more physical team. And that's where I got this wrong. Like That's when I go back and look at it is I, I went into this game thinking – the same thing that you were talking about, this, this high-powered offense and Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and everything we saw in the first matchup between them, 
And then I saw the off, and I kept thinking about. It. I was like, "All right, well, maybe the offensive line is going to be somewhat of an issue." But I, I trust Andy Reid to figure it out with two weeks' time to prepare. And that was just not the case. It, it became very lopsided uh, for the Tampa Bay Bucks with the way their defensive front handled them, and especially down the stretch, the way their offensive line started to be able to run the football versus the Kansas City Chiefs front seven. This is where I got it wrong. I thought Travis Kelsey was a dark horse MVP candidate because I just figured with Mahomes' foot injury, and by the way, they tried to say during the week, oh, or I think it might have been Mahomes saying, oh, no, I'm, you know, I'm almost 100%. My ass. That's a turf toe. Ask <laughs> Deion Sanders about his you know, turf toe. The best was he said he's close to 100%, and then your report comes out, yeah, he's going to need surgery after the season. Like, <laughs> it's like, what, what does that mean? What we, yeah, I know. Like, what like, are we what? talking about here? And, and so, like, I think the last I, thing that you have to get surgery on, but you tried to claim you were 100%. Like, what's the last thing you could think of when you were ever in that scenario? Look, I got turf toe, no joke, in 2010. To this day, my foot still hurts. Okay, yeah. so the idea that Patrick Mahomes was going to be 100% in this game was a complete and total crock. I, I, I well, thought... It's kind of like in a nose job, right? Like, people were like, no, it still functions 100%, still works, but right. yeah, I'm still going to get a rhino at some point in time. Yeah, you go to blow a snot rocket and a string comes out. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of fun. Um, by the way, I'll just say this. I'll just say this. So I thought, all right, Dark Horse, MVP candidate, would have been Travis Kelsey because I I figured they're going to expect pressure because of the offensive line issues and we see Travis Kelsey eat up the middle of the field all the time Brady wasn't there like they right. had that they had that figured out they they started getting more and more pressure and I don't know how many times Mahomes was scrambling uh, throwing ball like by the way even though they were incomplete he had some amazing throws when he was scrambling I mean like, <laughs> he really did have some amazing throws but there was just no they had no counter to whatever it is that Tampa Bay put together and then they also looked like they started to melt down emotionally like Tyron Matthew Brady was in his head at a certain oh, point yeah. And, well, and, and and it seemed like they were really, really flustered and rattled towards the end of the first half, and they just never never got back together, never got it together mentally. Well, I, and I think there's a reason for that, and we should probably touch on another side of this break, but th- there, there was one thing that I think we do have to address, right? Okay. I think there I was that one about. thing. All right. Yeah, I think I think oh. I know what you're talking about. All yeah. right. Did All you right. see so, what I'm talking about? Yeah, I did. All right. Okay. So uh, so Brady Quinn is going to break down Chris Jones's mishap at the combine. Uh, that'll Thank be you. coming up next year. I was just going to say to you, I was just going to say <laughs> like if you there it, it happened again. It kind of happened again. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, did it really? I actually didn't know that. But all right. Well, we will get the full you details. You of all people should know this. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I'm, I'm more of a uh, X's and O's guy. I like to watch the all 22s. That's what I do. I've already watched mm-hmm. the entire game back and uh, you know back and forth. All 22s, Brady. All right. Brady Quinn, live from Tampa Bay. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. This is the Super Bowl postgame show. And yes, one topic of conversation. It has to happen. Somebody's got to do it. There is no better duo to have have that conversation than this duo we've got all of that we're taking you all the way up until 2 a.m eastern time 11 p.m pacific time that's next here on fox sports radio fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. That guy right over there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. This is the Fox Sports Radio Super Bowl postgame show, and we're doing it live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. Coming up here in a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio, we are going to have some good news. All right, there's a certain group of people And I have got great news for him. That's coming up 10 minutes from now. Uh, Football fans, a particular group of football fans, wonderful news. 10 minutes from now here uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn and I are breaking down, recapping the 31-9 beatdown that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers gave the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 55. Uh, I don't know what the the bet – this had to have been a bet somewhere – but what would the payout have been? Mahomes with no touchdowns. Ten to one. Ten, ten to one. Actually, was, if, ironically enough, Jeez, I was. Uh, you're such a degenerate gambler. No, but, I, but here's here's it. why. Can it's I tell my you why? Part of you. Can I tell you why? Can, why can we have a reoccurring theme in tonight's show? And it, it's going to be called "Where I Was Wrong." Okay, here's where I was wrong. <laughs> you want to know what my favorite bet? Of this game was okay. <laughs> What's that? The over of two and a half touchdown passes for Patrick Mahomes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who, meanwhile, not go? only didn't have a touchdown pass, actually was closer in, in hitting the over for interceptions in tonight's game. Um, look, I'm only laughing because it was so far off. And then, so I, I got curious. I was like, hmm. What else if I was on the other side of this? And I was like, yeah, I kind of expected the Bucks to have this sort of performance. 
10 to 1 would have been the odds you'd have gotten uh, for Patrick Mahomes not throwing any touchdown passes, which was pretty remarkable considering, I mean, look, 75% of their touchdowns this year came through the air. Okay. They average 30 points per game. So do the math on that. 75% of 30 points is 22 points. So that means basically three touchdown passes per game, which is about the average. So the math adds up. Unfortunately, what didn't add up was the way that offensive line played, the play calling, and then also just the, 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 the offensive effort of that group. I mean, holy cow. I, I thought it was going to be a, potentially a mismatch. It, it seemed like those two teams are so far apart yeah. or you know, a lot further apart than where they were early in the season when they played one another. Okay, we were on the air because the, the first game of the season uh, when they played each other in the regular season, you and I actually were on the air. That was one of the late window games, and it was in Tampa Bay. And, and our point when we opened up the show, because that was the big game, and so, we, of course, we opened up the show talking about that game right afterwards. And our point was, yeah, the Chiefs won by three, but if you actually watch the game, it wasn't even close. Right. Like that, that, was, that was the whole conversation. Right. But when you look back at that game, this, is, this was my one concern, because I like Kansas City. I picked Kansas City. I thought they would win the game. My one concern, though, was how did Kansas City really get ahead in that game? It was that incredible offensive explosion by Tyreek Hill. It was the 200 yards or whatever it was in the first half. And I just found it hard to believe that they were going to be able to duplicate that because there was no way that Tampa Bay was going to want to let that happen again. Or let that happen again. There was no way. And that was my one concern. I still like Kansas City. But I just – that was my one takeaway was, all right, if that doesn't happen again or if you take that away, what does the game look like? And, you know, we see what ended up happening. When did you know the game was over? When did you know the Super Bowl was over? At what point were um, you like, it's, that's a wrap? Well, I mean, we talked about it at, at halftime. I actually thought with, with 50 seconds left, that series of plays – when the Bucks went down and scored a touchdown, I was like, "That's a wrap, man. That's a wrap." And it's not that the the Chiefs couldn't, you know, come from from underneath that deficit. It's just they couldn't do it tonight with that offensive line group. And look, those guys are professional football players. Mike Remmers is a veteran; he's lasted in the league for a while for a reason. Wiley has as well. But when you're one dimensional, okay, and you can really only throw the football, and look, that was kind of the mo of the Chiefs all year. You put those guys who are backups and are playing out of position a little bit in huge disadvantage, a huge disadvantage versus guys who are you know, all pro caliber players. I mean, I'll put it this way. JPP, he's never lost a playoff game. Do you know that? <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's with, never he lost a playoff Giants. game. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like people forget this is his <laughs> second ring. He won one with the Giants. They, they went straight through in that one. Like this dude, when he gets in the postseason, he knows how to turn it on. Shaq Barrett's in a contract year. You don't think he, he had a sack down. You don't think he's he understands the money that's at stake for him on the free agent market. So uh, all these guys, I mean, and Sue's going to be a free agent. Uh, Vita Vea is, is getting more towards the end of his rookie deal. So like there's plenty of, of things that are on the line. Antonio Brown, with the contract that he signed with his incentives, earned $750,000 tonight with the win. I mean, for him. I, I know, I know. It, it, but, but the reality is, you know, this, this Tampa Bay Bucks team, if you go back and look, remember, when they lost to the Chiefs, because you talked about how they lost, we tend to forget they played 12 straight games. 
That was their 12th yeah. straight game. It was the Chiefs who had the bye in week 10, all right? And then off that bye, they beat the, the Raiders, and I believe that was what the second time they had played them because yeah, the Sunday Raiders night. beat them the first yeah. time. And then they then they you know played back to back weeks on the road and played the Tampa Bay Bucks, but uh, a much more rested team at that point in time. I think when you look how their schedule kind of panned out too, um, it set up better, in my opinion. And when you go back and look at it in retrospect, you go, yeah. Now that I think about it, like that Tampa Bay Bucks team looked kind of worn down, and Kansas City looked kind of fresh, and, and maybe they were renewed a little bit after starting eight and one, getting to the bye. And then continuing to turn it on. And it, by the way, down the stretch, it wasn't like they were necessarily blowing teams away. You know, they barely beat the Atlanta Falcons. They barely beat the New Orleans Saints. Not that the New Orleans was a good football team, or the Dolphins for that matter. Uh, but the Broncos was also a one-score game. I mean, when you really start to peel it back, you kind of might want to scratch your head and go, all right, maybe they were a little bit more of the team that we saw in the second half of that game that didn't really put their foot on the accelerator, that allowed Tom Brady and the Bucks to come back and score a couple touchdowns and make that game close. But, again, tonight's matchup to me had as much to do about the battle in the trenches that we always tend to overlook. Like, we always overlook the impact of the game. And, it, it, and honestly, it looked like Patrick Mahomes was back at Texas Tech. It looked like he was back at Texas Tech without any protection, without a running game, was scrambling for his life, trying to make these ridiculous plays because his defense can't hold down the opponent. How, that was how, what it reminded me of. How sore do you think Mahomes is going to be tomorrow? Dude, Actually, the, not the, even tomorrow. You know what? Uh, this, the, it's the second day. Two weeks day. from now? Yeah, it's the <laughs> second day. Like any t- Anybody that's ever worked out, you go, God, I'm sore. Yeah, wait till tomorrow. Uh, just the, it's, it's the second day after. How sore do you think he's going to be tomorrow and on Tuesday? You know, it, it's a it's a rare type of soreness. I mean, for for people who have been in, in honestly in a car accident, and, and you wake up the next morning, your neck is just really stiff, and you kind of wake up and you're like, oh man, like everything hurts my my legs, my my you know my ribs, my neck. You know, I feel like I can't turn my head. It'll probably feel like that for a series of days. Like nobody, will nobody has beat awful. him up like that. Nobody's beat him up like that in a game. Like that no. one, and the one play that got called roughing the passer. I yeah. forget where they twisted yep. his neck back. That was yeah. nasty, man. That was like what Devin White, Sue, someone yeah. else was in on the tackle too, all at yeah. once. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he's gonna be. Oh, he's gonna be in because that that's the that's the most beat up I've seen Mahomes in, in a game. Well, that's the most beat up. It's I've the seen. first time he's ever lost by double digits in the NFL. Like, think about that. God, I mean, that, that, that's right. the worst beating he's ever taken. And it was on the biggest stage against the greatest of all time, who he's 0-2 against in the postseason, mind you. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that they're not going to meet again next year, potentially. But I, I don't know. Like, the way he started that game, I mean, he really struggled to find a rhythm. And I didn't think early on it was anything necessarily that the, that the Bucks did or lack of protection. He just seemed off. Like he seemed like he was already almost looking to run at times or expecting more pressure when it wasn't there right like right away in the beginning. Like he was actually getting decent protection. He just kind of, you know, was errant a little bit on a a few throws here or there. And and then it was like when they brought pressure, then he wasn't even seeing it. And I was like, man, this this looks off to me. Like there's something something was off about how all that went tonight and you know, give give Todd Broles the defense credit for maybe how they disguised and maybe how they kind of confused him. Uh, but the reality is that was not the performance 
from Patrick Mahomes that I think everyone expected. I thought we thought there would be, you know, maybe if he has a bad quarter, bad half, so be it. But they'll be able to come back in the second half. And there was just nothing that group could do, especially with that offensive line. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. All right, coming up next, we've got some good news. Good news for a particular group of football fans. That's yours next here on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in Stone Cold Steve DeSager. Tampa Bay 31-9 over Kansas City in the Super Bowl. And yes, it's the most lopsided loss as a pro for Mahomes. His previous most, quote, lopsided loss was the eight-point loss to the Raiders this year. 31-9 they were trailing in the third quarter at Tampa Bay tonight. Our Ben Maller just tweeted that during the Patriots regular season, Cam Newton had eight touchdowns, ten interceptions. Tom Brady had ten touchdown passes just in this playoff run. He wound up Super Bowl MVP for a fifth time in his career through three touchdown passes in the first half, including, as Brady mentioned, Tampa Bay with the touchdown drive in the final minute of the first half. Remember, Kansas City took two timeouts on defense, thinking it would get the ball back, and then two pass interference penalties on KC. Brady threw a one-yard TD to Antonio Brown to make it 21 six at the break. Kansas City had eight penalties for 95 yards in the first half. There wasn't a single NFL game this year where someone had 95 yards in penalties in the first half. Compare that to Patrick Mahomes with only 67 yards passing in the first half. The Bucks were called for one penalty in the first half. Meanwhile, the Chiefs gave them six first downs by penalty in the first half. 90 yards and penalties just in the second quarter. Eventually 31-9 the final and the Chiefs wind up with no touchdowns in this game. No touchdowns for the Chiefs for the first time since 2017, since before Patrick Mahomes was a starter. There have been all-time in Super Bowls eight teams that had great offenses going into the Super Bowl, averaging at least 410 total yards a game. All eight have lost. Chiefs this year... Rams Sorry, a couple so, years ago, Falcons a couple years before that, Broncos. Steve, I've been trying to tell you they shouldn't have traded Alex Smith. I tried to tell you that, man. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to listen to me. I'm trying. I'm telling you guys this year's in advance. You trade him, this is what happens. Uh, this is the result. I mentioned the Rams getting their great offense shut down a couple years ago. So the last two times Tom Brady has been to a Super Bowl, his team did not allow a touchdown. And as far as the pressures on Patrick Mahomes, ESPN Stats and Info says Mahomes was pressured over half his dropbacks tonight, most of any quarterback Jesus. in Super Bowl history. It was 29 <laughs> out of 56 <laughs> dropbacks. It wow. really was Texas Tech. <laughs> Compare that. Yeah. I was watching him thinking, like, I watched this when he was coming out in the draft. Like, this is what he dealt with, and people were like, why did he win more at Texas Tech? I'm like, clearly you didn't watch him when he was playing at Texas Tech and what he was dealing with. Clearly you didn't. That's what Bucky Brooks said at the end of the game tonight. It looked like it's his Texas Tech film. Tom Brady, meanwhile, was pressured only four times in 30 dropbacks. Low of his Super Bowl career. And this is the stat on how much Mahomes had to scramble tonight. Next Gen Stats added it up, and again, he threw roughly 50 passes. Mahomes traveled almost 500 yards scrambling before throwing the ball or being sacked tonight. <laughs> that is the most scramble yards in any game by any quarterback in the five years they have been tracking that. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. It doesn't help that he, he does tend to run backwards for like 30 yards sometimes. That's right. And they had the, I, what, second or, second and third and 33 on that one play. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me look at my uh, let me look at my playbook for that call. There was um, no comeback tonight because Mahomes had already had four career playoff starts where he was down two scores and winds up winning by two scores. I mean, no other quarterback in NFL history had more than one such comeback in his playoff career. It did not happen tonight. And as you mentioned, Jonas, no second gear. It just continued. Tampa Bay 31-9 the final. So the Bucks win eight straight games to finish the season. You know, after they lost to the Chiefs in late November, the Bucks' record was 7-5. and five. Damn right. They're Super Bowl champs. They won three straight road games in the playoffs to take the NFC title at Washington, at New Orleans against Breeze, at Green Bay against Rodgers, and now they beat Mahomes and Kansas City. In the NBA, the Knicks lost at home to Miami. The Pistons are trading Derrick Rose to the Knicks. College hoops, Indiana upset number eight, Iowa, 67-65. And Brooks Kepka won the Phoenix Open by one stroke. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here on Fox Sports Radio and broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Coming up here 12 minutes from now on FSR, uh, there was a lot of complaints in this game, a lot of complaints. Uh, we will get into that, whether or not uh, there's some validity to those complaints. Uh, that's coming up 12 minutes from now on FSR. Uh, Brady Quinn, I got to tell you, man, I was really worried, really worried. Worried. And this this worry started in about 2018 when I'm watching a Monday night game and I'm seeing the Rams and Chiefs score 105 points. I thought, oh, no, here we go. It, 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 the NFL is going to change. The game is going to change. It's all going to be about high scoring offenses. And you got to have uh, this uh, prolific offense if you want to go and win a Super Bowl and all of this stuff. I was really worried. And then I saw the first half of this game and I said, you know what? We're back. Old school football is back. Brady Quinn play good defense, run when necessary, grind out the clock, and there we are. Old school football is back, and I love it. I loved what I saw in this game. I think that's one way of describing it. Um, look, I, I love what I saw as far as the adjustments. You know, I, watching the AFC Championship game, I was just scratching my head thinking, what the <laughs> hell is Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier doing? Like, when are they going to put someone who puts hands on Travis Kelsey – who makes it difficult for him to, to to make a big play, to be able to put you know a two deep safeties and play a much softer zone coverage, you know sometimes playing a soft cover four two, you know when are they going to start doing that to limit you know Tyreek Hill, Hill's effectiveness, and, and they didn't do it. They already played him once. They didn't really do it. I mean, it's just. It always surprises me when you see teams you're thinking, like, you got to do something different, right? Like, you know you can't keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. So, you know, this time around, Todd Bowles completely changed it up as far as how they wanted to go about defending them. And I just thought uh, it was a brilliant strategy, especially, again, not to, like, hammer down on the offensive line issues and woes. But that group was so Ill- ill-equipped to, to yeah. you know, really play against the Tampa Bay Bucks defensive front. So that that's part of it too. You know, when you can get after opposing quarterbacks and not have to necessarily blitz all the time, even though they're, they're still effective blitzing, that's still going to play a factor too. And you being able to play essentially pass coverages that leave a light box, knowing that the chiefs at that point, especially when they were down, they couldn't really afford to run the football. By the way, how about Gronk, man? Like, he, if you recall, remember a couple of years ago, so in the Super Bowl against the L.A. Rams, you could tell he was clearly limping, just trying to cross the finish line. He had, he had some big plays in that game, but you could right. clearly tell just not the same guy. 
I don't know what the hell he did in his year off. I don't. I don't know what what he did. Whether he just uh, took a bunch of CBD or just went out and partied, <laughs> dude. He's already said he's coming <laughs> back for LSD. another year. Oh yeah, that that too. He, he's already <laughs> said he's going to come back for another year. He looked awesome well, yeah. in this game. He looked like the old Gronk in this game. That's what fantastic. a little warm, warm weather can do for you. The, the thing that was interesting about Gronk in this game was, if, if you look at like the past seven games for him. I don't think he caught more than like three no. passes. They you know, kept they, trying him, but he but he never came down with it. They kept trying to go to him. Well, I don't even know if it was so much that more so than they kind of looked at him like, wow, well, you know, he doesn't really have that extra gear we're looking for. We're going to use him more as an extra tackle. Like he obviously has the threat of being able to catch every once in a while, but we're going to use him in pass pro. We're going to use him as run blocking, and th- that was one of the things you saw tonight. They used a lot of two tight end sets. Gronk was like your traditional Y hand in the dirt tight end. Cameron Bray played off the ball, and they were able to run the football and then run play action passes off of that. And it was incredibly effective, even when they weren't targeting, you know, Rob Gronkowski. But then you see the other times, like the touchdown pass, for example, which, by the way, so one of one of the other prop bets I liked, and I was kind of like pitching all week, was Rob Gronkowski, his first reception, over seven and a half yards. <laughs> That first reception was just barely over that, I think, to be considered statistically eight yards for the touchdown. Beautiful play design. But we were I was going nuts watching it only because that was kind of like one of our guys at the prop bed for first touchdown, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, was uh, anytime touchdown, to Rob Gronkowski. Was that 18 to 1? I know the anytime was pl- plus 225. I think it was yeah, 18 to 1. Yeah, anytime was money. The and, the and, first one, I think you're right. I think it was like some huge, ridiculous one. So like damn. guys around us were just going nuts after that first touchdown. But um, it, you know, he he really did. That that was kind of like one of the surprises that I think that Byron Leftwich and Bruce Arians came up with was utilizing him more in this game as more of a target. Now the one was based off a scramble. You know, it wasn't necessarily by design when when Brady kind of stepped up and, and found him in the end zone the second time. But you know, still to your point. He looks. I mean, he looks happier. He looks yeah. healthier. He's moving yeah. better. I'm not sure if it's just the warm weather or Alex. Uh, Guerrero, I think it's, it was Alex Guerrero. I think is Tom Brady's uh, TB12. You know, he's a physiotherapist. Yeah, like he's got full reign again to come out and help these guys. And they were flying around. Not just Gronk. They were all flying around and playing at a much higher level. There's got to be something to that with that TB12 method. Well, look, when you talk somebody out of retirement and before the season's over, they're already saying, yeah, I'm going to be back for another year. Something's going right. He must really enjoy whatever it is that Bruce Arians is doing there. Um, like whatever Dude, that, both that of chemistry. Them. Yeah. Whatever I mean, Tom it is. Tom Brady didn't working. even have to think about it. He's, he's like saying on the stage afterwards to Jim Nance, yeah. like, yeah, I'm coming back. Of course. Like it made me think like, all right, he might have like two more years left in him. Yeah, no, he's going to get to 45. Barring injury, I think he's going to get to 45. I think he's going to play. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him a contract extension. Well, like they're probably they... going to have to, with the cap being, what, 180, 181, I believe is the projection next year. They pro- they probably should do that just to be able to spread out you know, some of what he's getting paid to create more salary cap space so you can keep some of these guys. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, though, uh, there is uh, people are really complaining. Uh, there's a lot of complaints out there. Are they valid complaints? Was the fix in? We'll get into that next year for you on Fox Sports Radio. He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. 
I don't know what uh, song this is, but it's better than that garbage halftime show <laughs> from from the day off or whatever his name is. What's that guy's name? The day uh, off? Or... Yeah, that's called the weekend. It, yeah, here's whatever. the thing about the weekend that's kind of funny is <laughs> he so many people have asked me. I, I disagree. So many people have asked me, though, they're like, why is he called the weekend if it's just one guy? Like, it sounds more plural, which I don't know that. I've ever heard the name and thought like, oh, that's like a group. I guess it I kinda feels that way. Like Yeah. If you're gonna call anything like the something, like you'd think, oh, it's more of a group, I guess, right? Yeah. I don't know. But I just I, uh so I remember hearing him back in two thousand and seven, two thousand eight. It was like he was more like not, not everyone says like people are like sellouts or mainstream or whatever. Two thousand seven, two thousand eight, what is he, like twenty? Like, I'm how, just how telling you. Here? Guys in the locker room used to listen to him, and oh. we used to always be like, who is that? And they would say, The Weeknd. We'd be like, what is that? Is that a group? Like, Is that a person? Like, <laughs> no, it's this person. It's this guy. Back, way back when, he used to have stuff that would get out, and guys used to listen to him and talk about it, but he never went mainstream. It took like another four or five years before you started to hear about him in a more like legitimate fashion, but he's been on the scene for a while, like Damn. much longer than most realize. Now, I, I heard uh, there are reports, and I can confirm that uh, after uh, Sunday night, um, he is going to refer to himself as the bad halftime show. No no longer the weekend. It's the bad halftime show. So I don't I, know if you I, heard that same story. I did hear some criticism that there weren't, wasn't enough like uh, hip gyrations or I, there, weren't, there weren't more dance moves. I, I, I have a tradition. My tradition is I never watch the halftime show. That That's when okay. I'm uh, – because you got enough time to go run an errand or do what you need to do. I didn't even watch it. So I don't even know. I just like – look, this is what I like to do. I, I like to criticize every single bumper song that comes back, and I like to piss people off. That's what I do, Brady Quinn. That's my tradition, and that's what I do here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, I would like to veto something. And yeah, listen, listen, I deserve that applause. All right? I deserve that applause. And here's the other thing. I would like to veto something that Brady Quinn wanted to get into. He wanted to talk about these penalty complaints this segment. I refuse to do it. I'm teasing ahead to next segment. We'll get into that 10 minutes from now because there's some conspiracy theories about those penalties out there. There Brady Quinn, you know what I want to do live here from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios? Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. I want to get into the real conversation, Tom Brady versus Tyron Matthew. What do you think of that? Let me say this, dude. Did you know Tom Brady's one of the best trash talkers in the NFL? He's great. Did you know? Did you know that that's his reputation amongst players? Now, does he curse? Or is he or is he the oh, opposite yeah. of Philip Rivers? Oh yeah. I okay, remember okay. when I came in as a rookie, and one of my best friends in this whole world uh, also got drafted, and he said to me after he played the Patriots, he goes, "Man, you will never believe this." He's like, "You should hear how much Tom Brady talks trash." I was like, "What?" He's like, yeah. He's like, he will literally, as you're walking by, make some snide comment or talk trash to you under his breath. And you'll kind of like look around and he'll kind of just give this look and then look the other way. He's like, he will say the most demeaning stuff to you about not knowing who you are or using other language and kind of talking down. He's like, he's the low key, one of the best trash talkers in the NFL. I was floored by that, but that's been his reputation for a long time. Well, it's uh, that was the same thing with Larry Bird. Like they like guys would say, no, 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 you don't understand. 
Like, Larry Bird is the biggest trash talker of them all. Everyone just said, oh, no, man, he's a humble guy, just works hard. Once, No, 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 no. When he walked into the locker room in the three-point shootout, he walked in, all those guys are sitting in the locker room at All-Star Weekend, and he walks in and he goes, so which one of you is finishing second? <laughs> just walked in. <laughs> and that was the three-point shootout where he shot the money ball and put his finger up in the air and walked off and did it in his warm-ups. wasn't even in his jersey. It was in his warm-ups. Yeah, it's the same thing. He, a, a brilliant trash talker. <laughs> Did you see, though, the sequence of how this all happened, though, with Tyron Matthew? Okay, that's what I, that's what I wanted to ask because – he got the penalty, and I thought, man, that's. I thought Tom Brady ran up to him, but it was actually Matthew who went up to Tom Brady, and I think that right. was their second interaction because the right. first one they were going at it a little bit as well, too. Well, there, there was a second one, and really, it kind of all stemmed through the interception that wasn't, and we'll get you know in, into that at the uh, top of the next hour. But it, to your point, he was frustrated with the holding call. There was some words said at that point in time. But there was something that was said earlier in the game, and Brady was – you could see him. You could read his lips saying, like, I'm going to come after you. And then once they got down in the red zone, the Antonio Brown touchdown, that was literally like an isolated play where he was running a little um, you know, pivot route, but it was like a pivot return where he came back inside and left Matthew in the dust. And that was where Brady started to go after Matthew and, and kind of say, I told you, uh, which is, is awesome. He's 43. And he's it's out so there good. chasing down guys to be like, how about them apples? It's unbelievable, dude. I, I'm, I'm here for every, every single time they do it. I absolutely love the fact that he's a 43-year-old guy. He's got that kind of a competitive spirit to still talk that much trash to younger players. Here's here's the other. I remember thinking this at the time. Remember the image of they lost. He was in New England. They lost at Seattle in the regular season. And yeah. Richard Sherman ran up to him after the game and was running his mouth. And there was you mad, bro. Yeah, yeah, that was where it came from. You mad, bro. And so people people were saying, God, like, what is he doing? Why is he running up? Brady's just walking off, minding his own business. And I thought to myself, No, 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 no. Something happened in the game. All right, yeah. that's not that that is not unprovoked. Something happened in the game. Brady said something, and Richard Sherman wanted revenge. That's exactly what that was. And how'd that end so, up working out? Nah, uh, not the too Patriots well. win a Super Bowl against them. <laughs> not not too well. <laughs> he always uh, wins. Right. Every he time. always wins. You know who else wins? Anybody's gonna stick around for conspiracy theories next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Well, 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 we got ourselves a little developing situation here. Conspiracies. What could it possibly be? We will get into that here coming up in just a couple of moments from now. That guy right over there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app and on every single one of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in this program. We appreciate you doing so. And we come to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. When you switch to Farmers Insurance, you could save a bundle. All you got to do is call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote today. I mean, listen, you do. Now, I don't blame Bobo for that uh, little bit of a delay there because uh, we had no idea that Lee DeLapp was uh, multitasking. He was executive producer of the program here and also flying a crop duster in studio. So, again, <laughs> being able to uh, to do that simultaneously. Yeah, I had to run out the studio. I'm sorry, bro. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just a brilliant, brilliant uh, job there. by to put uh, by a double one, mask uh, on real quick. Hold on. It's just by one uh, Lee DeLapp. Uh, yeah, so uh, so there's that. If you wanted to know the behind the scenes and you wanted a picture painted, uh, there is your picture. Um, all right, so the Super Bowl is over. The 2020-2021 season is over, and Tom Brady stands atop. What a shock. Uh, the seventh Super Bowl for Tom Brady. Seven out of ten, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a 31-9 to win over the Kansas City Chiefs, and the game didn't even seem that close, to be honest with you. Um, like, actually, think about this if not for the goal line stand and the snap that went over the head of brady that resulted yeah. in a long like Which, this by the way jensen that we do we talked about it last week I, I think on the show we talked about it last week <laughs> yes that was one of my like favorite made-up prop bets was jensen over under yes. one poor snap in the game by the way, he is he is quickly him and Quentin Nelson, I think, are my favorite linemen in the NFL, because you can tell Jensen's the guy who universally players look at and go, yeah, I'm not going to try him like that's that's Yeah, I'm not going near that guy. He's in a skirmish every single game, every game. He's in some sort of a fight, uh, Jensen. And I know that's how you prefer your centers. You prefer your centers to have a little bit of a nasty streak to them. You, they got to be nasty. They have to be, you know, kind of scrappy too. When you, when you look at them, you, you want them to be a last touch guy. That's what they call them. Whereas 
you know, let's say the whistle blows and, and the defender kind of pushes him, he pushes him back. Like, he always gets that last touch in at, at the end of a play. He's not going to let that guy get the last shot or last, last touch on him. So uh, you, you always look for those sorts of qualities in a center. But he uh, – I, I don't know why it is, but literally every single game he just has one shotgun snap that's like just a little too hot, a little too high, a little, little off target. And I think he gets so amped up from the guy going across from him that I, I think he just kind of fires a little too hard back there. Yeah, but and uh, and so the uh, but he is a Super Bowl champion. That guy is a Super Bowl champion, well, Ryan Jensen. Yeah, all, 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 all the Bucks are. I mean, we we kind of saw that, like Antonio Brown, who, you know, some people would say he doesn't necessarily have the best reputation off the field. He's now also a Super Bowl champion and caught a touchdown. I mean, caught. A, by the way, how about Mike, Mike Evans? Thank God he had one catch. But do you think part of Mike Evans is thinking? Yeah, I would have liked to see the ball a little more. You know, I'm happy we yeah. won, but yeah, you know, would have been nice. Would have been nice to maybe get in the end zone. You know, like something like that. I, I, I feel like you know that's got to be that's got to you know kind of burn him a little bit there. Me personally, I'm, I'm sure it does. I mean, at the end of the day, it almost felt like Tom Brady had a little bit, like there was a little bit something behind the Gronk touchdown, the the first one. Like it just seemed it was like too much by design. They got him in man coverage. Sorensen had no idea whether they were running the football and what was happening. Next thing you know, Gronk touchdown, Gronk spike, and somewhere Bill Belichick's going, yeah, both those guys left this place, and now they're winning a Super Bowl somewhere else. Maybe, just maybe, uh, we, we could have used them up here in New England. Well, here's the thing. Mike Evans, because he's a good receiver and because he's on the defending Super Bowl champs, Mike Evans may end up with another opportunity to catch a touchdown in a Super Bowl. Joe Haig won't. Uh, so so that was it. Like, he had his opportunity, and well, it was there, and there was a great play that was made, yeah. but it was there, and that would piss me off for the rest of my life if I was Joe Haig, to be honest I mean, with you. Yeah, but it was going to be a tough catch for anyone, let alone a lineman. Uh, still, it would have been, would have been a tough play. I, I feel bad for him. I really do. I do think it's time for something that you've been teasing now for the okay. last half an hour. Well, well, he, but here's here is we do have a developing situation. All right. So so and and the reason I've been uh, teasing it for a half hour is your fault. But the, we have do have a developing situation here. Okay. Uh, we mentioned at the end of last hour the Tyron Matthew Tom yeah. Brady. Fury. Mm-hmm. And um, Tyron Matthew uh, took to social media and here playing the role of uh, Tyron Matthew. He has landed, safely landed his crop duster in studio here. Uh, lead to lab. What is the deleted tweet sent out by Tyron Matthew, uh, according to uh, Matthew, that happened between uh, him and Tom Brady during the game? Since deleted, he called me something I won't repeat. But yeah, I'll let the media throw me under the bus as if I did something or said something to him. Go back to my previous games against TB12. I showed him nothing but respect. Look at my interviews about him. I show grace. Now, Brady, the floor is yours. What do you think Brady called him? What do you think Brady said to him? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'll, that. I'll, I'll let you have I'm that one. I'm not even going to guess. I'll let you have that one. I have, I have already heard from uh, some reliable <laughs> sources that have played against him some of the stuff that he likes to say. So uh, I'm not going to say anything of, of that sort. You don't want to go there? Um, well, I'll, I'll say this. I think the emotions escalated between Tyron Matthew and Tom Brady equally. And I do think that Tom may have initiated at some point for some yeah. reason after Matthew said something that, that upset him. 
But the reality is uh, it was, you know, Tom got the better, better end of the deal. And he usually he does in this case, getting his seventh Super Bowl ring. And now, um, with that being said, uh, it is time to stir up the conspiracies, and there's only one way you can stir up the conspiracies here on this mm, show. That's right. Is with, with one of the great music uh, songs of all time, great music, the Unsolved Mysteries theme here. This is how we talk about conspiracies. Brady Quinn, there's a lot of people who think possibly the fix is in. Maybe this was all orchestrated for Tom Brady because they're looking at the penalties. Uh, they're looking at some of the calls that were made. In particular, the holding call that wiped out an, an interception by one Tyron Matthew. And they are thinking, wow, did the Kansas City Chiefs get the shaft? So I ask you, Brady Quinn, when you look at this game and you see, well, uh, Kansas City had 11 penalties for 120 yards and Tampa only had four for 39. Was the fix in Brady Quinn? Yeah, th- this one was a tough one not to say to, to think that um, it wasn't suspect. Okay, I'm not going to go and say there was the the fix was in. Come on, this is sports radio. You got to go that route. We have yeah, to no, do. I'll, do I'll, it, I'll let you it. handle that. L- let All me right. just be the voice of reason for a second. Okay, okay? very good. Um, I think this is what bothered people the most about tonight's game and how it was officiated, especially in the first half. You tell me, did they not let them play throughout the course of the NFL playoffs? Yes. I, I really thought that they were letting both the wide receiver and defensive back get away with a lot of kind of pushing and shoving and, and, and physicality for the most part. So it was surprising to see a number of the holding penalties. I mean, for example, let's just start off with the play you acknowledged. The, the, the defensive holding call itself for a six-yard hitch route or whatever the heck that was okay. – I, I don't even know if I'm throwing a flag in general, yeah. but then when you look at it, I completely disagreed with, I think it was probably Romo who was making the comment, but <laughs> that ball was out of Tom Brady's hand. It had already been getting deflected at the point at which there was any sort of grab or hold. And the reason why that's significant is if it already gets deflected, it negates that sort of penalty. So that which ended up being a huge play and huge turnaround because Tampa Bay went on to score a touchdown on that drive. That thing hurt momentum and hurt Kansas City early on the game big time. And then you go back and look at a couple of the other holding penalties, the one on Tyron Matthew that helped set up another touchdown uh, later on in that drive. You look at the pass interference call. You know, after, yeah, it was a terrible decision by Andy Reid to take a timeout with 50 seconds left in the first half. But the reality is it was incidental contact. I don't think Brashad Breeland meant to trip up Mike Evans uh, or put his foot out for tripping or anything like that. That was a terrible call. I mean, you could go on down the line. There was a lot of poor calls. Now, again, the Chiefs didn't help themselves. You know, they had a guy line up offsides on a fourth and five field goal and gave them an automatic first down. I mean, <laughs> those are the sorts of things that bake, you know break your back. But – I think when you look at the box score and you say 11 no, and, and 120 to four penalties to 39, well, Tampa Bay led almost the, in, almost the entire game besides the field goal that Kansas City got. And on top of that, they really dominated the line of scrimmage. Like there was a number of times you were saying like, yeah, there are probably going to be some penalties in the line of scrimmage, you know, because of how dominant Tampa Bay has been, uh, maybe some holding from the you know offensive line for Kansas City or some other issues. So it, it looks lopsided, but I actually think it's pretty justifiable. 
Um, I was okay with the uh, pass interference call towards the end of the first half. I was even more okay with the pass interference call in the end zone uh, that was called that set up the Antonio Brown touchdown because I had one in six in my Super Bowl squares. So I knew this. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good here. I knew like, this was going in some direction where I benefited <laughs> you and no one else. <laughs> like I, I'm just, I'm, I'm good here. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. And and listen, um, do we actually? Th- okay, do we think though that the penalties cost Kansas City the game? Man, I don't, you know I don't what? think it would have helped. Honestly, uh, I don't think it would have helped. You know, here's the thing: is we say that, but you never know how momentum impacts the game. I mean, you, you never know how, you know, especially on the interception, you know, that drive ended up continuing on in, into a touchdown. The, um, you know, the defensive holding ended up leading to event, an eventual touchdown. I mean, there was a number of cases where you're going, all right, you know, maybe it's a little bit different, right? I mean, there was a fourth down stop on, on the one drive by the Kansas City Chiefs defense. They, they butted up. They did a good job getting off the field. And, and, you know, the, at that point in time, the Tampa Bay Bucks offense wasn't bailed out by a penalty. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to go that far and say that had those calls not been made, it would have been a different outcome. Because I do think Kansas City is the type of team that kind of rides off that momentum. I mean, their defense, which got exposed today, it, it's, it's kind of been what it's been. But their offensive has already been able to kind of pick them up or protect them a little bit with how, how effective they can be and how fast they can score. That, that just wasn't the case in this game. Their offense could get anything going, and then their defense got exposed, and therein lies a seventh Super Bowl ring for, their, for Tom Brady. I got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, Nick Wright of Fox Sports 1 was on with Dan Patrick, uh, heard on many of these Fox Sports radio affiliates on Friday, and he mentioned that Tampa Bay got more pass interference calls in, in favor of them than any other team in the NFL that they were number one in the NFL drawing pass interference calls, and those were massive calls towards the end of the first half. And I actually thought, when I knew the game was over, when Kansas City got the ball in the second half and settled for a field goal, that was it. I said, that's it. It, it's no, just, yeah. it, it, it looked like the Bills. It looked like the Bills kicking field goals in that game, and you thought, dude, that's not going to cut it. Like it just, like, I thought that was it, and the end of that first half was massive for him. I'm massive for me as did, well, too. I won my Super Bowl squares. Did this game remind you of anything? Like, it looked like the yeah. exact formula for a New England Patriots Super Bowl, right? Like, yeah. It's, it's the Chiefs turning the ball over, the Chiefs making the dumb penalties, or maybe a poor decision here or there. And the Bucks capitalizing like it, that, like it reminded me of a Tom Brady New England Patriots Super Bowl with the way the actual game played out. By the way, you remember when people were all mad at Brady because he was yelling at his teammates, like, "Hey, man, you can't yell at grown men like that. They're not going to respond." Right. Wait, <laughs> do you mean that, or do you mean when like Bruce Arians was calling out <laughs> right, Tom Brady and right. the rest of the players? <laughs> right. Those, had, those guys were, hate each he, other. He pro- he doesn't even want to be there after this year. <laughs> Who knows so if he even dumb. wants to be there? It's just so bad. It, it's like people actually try and draw apples to apples comparison. Like, hey man, at my job, if somebody talked to me like that, I wouldn't tent, I wouldn't take it. It's like, dude. You're not playing football. All right? You're not in the middle of a game where there's car accidents all around you and human missiles. All right? You're not even like, like it's not even on the same level. It's it's completely different conversation all the way around. The idea that Tom Brady, who co- was coached by Bill Belichick, can't handle criticism. 
Like, yeah. did, did, did anybody know Belichick and Brady's relationship or, or, <laughs> or, or Tom Brady going at Bill O'Brien on the sidelines? Like, come on, what are we talking about here? Didn't make well, sense. Well, let's not forget, too, Tom picked Tampa. You don't think he knew what he was getting himself into? Like, <laughs> right. He was right. like, oh, I've never heard of this uh, Bruce Arians guy. Let's just go see what this is like. I mean, we're, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming down for the weather and the, and the lack of taxes. It's I'm not actually out. coming down for the head coach. You know? It's like showing up to Pizza Hut and you're like, dude, where's the sushi? Like, man, <laughs> wrong place. Wrong, wrong place buddy i don't yeah. know what you were expecting we're all out here um brady quinn jonas Knox here on fox sports radio uh, you can hang out with us as always on the iheart radio app all right coming up next uh the future the future apparently is a little brighter for the kansas city chiefs than i thought it was all right if you are a chiefs fan if you were polling for the chiefs we've got good news the future apparently is very bright according to some people in the know we'll have that for you next year on fox sports radio enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. 
He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app as we come to you live here from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Uh, Coming up here in, um, we'll call it a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio, uh, I still don't understand why this is an issue. Why... There is a simple solution to one of the most important plays in the NFL, and for whatever reason, uh, it, nobody can figure it out. I don't get it. It bothers me, and it costs me money, as a matter of fact. So we will have that for you here uh, 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. So, uh, Brady Quinn, um, the question now becomes, what's the future like for the Chiefs? Because... Listen, yeah. we, we've we've seen this. Seattle got to that second Super Bowl, and they went from on the verge of a dynasty to never been back since. But according to Fox Bet, the Chiefs are already the favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. They are a plus 550, and your guy Patrick Mahomes is the favorite to be the regular season MVP next year. How about that? Which to me is kind of interesting because – you know, th- this formula that Todd Bowles implemented tonight, and it's one that some other teams have tried to utilize, and they haven't been able to necessarily always do it effectively for an entire game, but in this case, they could. And, and also because of the way the offense capitalized off some of those opportunities. And so Tampa played from a lead. They forced him to be primarily one-dimensional, really pinned their ears back and rushed Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and that's always going to be the biggest factor in kind of ne- negating that special uh, impact that he has on the game. But I'm, I'm not so sure that like I'm just going to all of a sudden jump into it and say, yeah, you know, this team will be right back in the AFC Championship game for a third straight year. I think it's really, really hard to do what they've already done. Getting to back-to-back Super Bowls, getting Agreed. to three straight AFC Championship games, um, and, and, and yeah, it, it might be a year or two. I mean, they look, what we found out tonight was, as good as Patrick Mahomes is, he still needs help. This is the ultimate team game. You know, you, you look at how the Bucks were able to win tonight – it wasn't as if Tom Brady was that dominant. He played well. He was the MVP. But Devin White could have easily been the MVP with the way he played. You know, you, you look at the way their defense as a whole played, the way they ran the football, Leonard Fournette, the balance he provides, all those things. So the problem with the Chiefs is, if I was to tell you, like, what, what's the one thing they do extraordinarily well? Throw the ball. Yeah. What, what, what do they do extraordinarily well aside from that? Nothing. <laughs> That's like, a problem. Like, like, by the way, like, by the, what happened to Le'Veon Bell? You know Bell? you are? You're a one-trick pony, right? <laughs> right. What happened to Le'Veon Bell, by the way? <laughs> what happened? I, I don't know, but that was one of those prop bets. So when I was looking at their backfield, and it was between – oh, actually, Williams – okay, he hit the under and just carries. Perfect. It worked out anyway. I think his over-under for carries was like three and a half. And I was like, well, Bell's supposed to be back healthy – Clyde Edwards Hilaire is back healthy. Like they don't want to run the football anyway. There's no way Darrell Williams is going to go over his his you know two and a half or three and a half over for carries in the game. And as soon as I didn't see Le'Veon Bell, I was like, oh no, this isn't good. But it didn't matter. I mean, he still didn't get over it. But um, I'm not sure what happened to him. I mean, you do feel for him though. I mean, between him and Antonio Brown, two guys who took very unique paths after once being teammates, to find themselves on the opposite side of the field to try to get a Super Bowl, I think I feel worse for Le'Veon Bell than I would for Antonio yeah. Brown. 
I do too. Um, well, also because he actually bit the bullet. Like he gave up a year's salary. He gave up yeah. all that because he wanted that contract. He signs with the Jets. It was dead on arrival. It never, it never worked there. The organization was in uh, because now that wasn't a Joe Douglas signing, right? That was no, the, that was a Mike McCagney. Yes, and here's yeah. what I can assure you. Okay, that signing, no doubt, went into his dismissal because it was something that caught, I think, everyone off guard within the organization. And also wasn't within the way you want to build your roster anymore. Like, take, for example, tonight. Like, if you're a football fan, and now as we spin forward to the draft, and you don't look at your roster and go, how can we get better on the offensive line or defensive line, then you must have missed what just took place, all right? Because signing a running back to big money is probably one of the last things you'll do you know, when trying to construct your roster and allocate your salary cap space. Like, running back is not going to be your top priority for any team. I don't care how good your roster looks. Yeah, and, and the other thing, just when it comes to, and I'll, I'll ask you this. As a quarterback, say you're Patrick Mahomes. You just go through this game. And look, it's not like all of a sudden there, there's got to be major panic and concern. I mean, playoffs and regular season combined, uh, Patrick Mahomes has lost 10 games. Okay. Right. So, so it, it's okay. Like, we're not, this isn't, we're not talking the end of the world for the Kansas City Chiefs, but you're a quarterback. Say you're Patrick Mahomes. What are you telling your front office or your organization about what we need to do to try and make sure this never happens again? Because this this is a bit alarming. If they don't, if, if all of a sudden you can turn on this tape, like we saw it with Sean McVay and Jared Goff, there was right. talk that that Sunday night game where Fangio figured out how to stop them in Chicago, and Goff looked awful on that on that on the Sunday night game. Then they got to the Super Bowl, and Sean McVay was mic'd up, and Belichick did something, and McVay looked flustered and said, "It's the same thing Fangio did." It's the same thing, fan. Like they had no answer for it. Is this something you can fix? And what are you telling the organization as a quarterback on how to get this thing turned uh, headed in the right direction so we don't see this again? Well, yeah, you're you're gonna fix it when your offensive line gets healthier. I mean, it doesn't help when you only have one of your five starters in his original intended position, right? Then I now have to play the Super Bowl versus arguably maybe the best defensive front they face this year. So yeah, um, that's the one fix. The other fix is. They'll continue to build, I think, on that group, but also defensively. Like that's where they need to allocate, you know, some help. Uh, Frank Clark to me, which you know, for all the good that I think, what is it, uh, Veach has done there with the Kansas City Chiefs, and everyone yeah. talks about their draft picks or what they've done in free agency. Um, go, go do this for me. Look up Justin Houston's stats the past two years <laughs> and what he's done for the Colts and That's then what mean. Frank Clark has done. <laughs> and they gave up a first-round pick to get Frank Clark. That's um, mean. I'm just saying, like, they gave up on a guy who was homegrown, yeah. meaning drafted there and had produced there. They gave up on him, and he's done nothing but go over to the Indianapolis Colts and help them out. Meanwhile, Frank Clark, who had six sacks over the course of the regular season, added a couple, I think, from that. I think he might have had one tonight as well. But, I mean, overall, nine sacks of the season. I think Justin Houston's had double-digit sacks the past two years since he left. So I, it was a bad move. It ultimately hurt them. 
And I think if they had another edge rusher opposite of Clark that could be impactful, if not more, it would go a long ways in helping this secondary not have to grab and hold on to where you're getting these questionable calls. But, you know, enough where, you know, a crew like this one might bring out the handkerchief, you know, might start to throw those flags. Sammy Watkins is on a franchise tag, right? Didn't he sign a franchise? Didn't he get franchised? I don't I think wanted, he's. I don't think he's franchise tag, but he might have only a year left. Yeah, because because I think he's done after this season. That would seem like a place where you know why spend the money to re-sign him, depending on what the price tag is, if you can put it elsewhere. Because your starting point, if you've got Kelsey and Tyree Kill, just fig, like I, look, Demarcus Robinson can play. Like like yeah. McCole Hardman can play. Yep. There's some you know questionable. Well, not tonight, but most nights. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, yeah, most nights he can. But <laughs> to me. If your starting point is Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill, you can you can figure that out in the draft. But free agency wise, to your point, maybe you do just address the offensive line and and maybe you just focus on the interior and try and get better there because it feels like the pieces are still there. This is not doom and gloom, but I just wonder what their approach is going to be when it heads to the off season. I, I think they're in a position where they're not necessarily going to take like the best player available. But that's the other thing is when you look at their offensive line, like yeah, Fisher off an Achilles. Could take a while to come back from that. I, I think he'll be fine, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, he's actually one of their uh, guards who opted out to go help um, kind of fight COVID up in Canada. You yeah. know, that, that was what he decided to do. So his contract kicks back in in July. And so, you know, I, and, and I talked to him this past week, and he had said, ah, I'm, I'm still waiting until after the Super Bowl to talk to the team about it, but I have every intention on coming back, you know. So there's each player has like different circumstances regarding their situation, but their offensive line, especially when you've made the investment in Patrick Mahomes like you have, if there's one thing that I came away from thinking to myself like, can't have that again, it's not having the depth on the offensive line to be able to help Patrick stay upright and not take the massive amount of hits that he took throughout that game. Uh, he's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next, uh, we are going to uh, – listen, I have demanded, all right, and, and it was part of my approach, and I thought I could actually make money off this, but apparently nobody wants to listen, and I'm an idiot when it – we'll get into that next Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, welcome in the wonderfully talented, stone-cold Stephen DeSager. You guys had talked about Teron Matthews' exchange before halftime on the field with Tom Brady. Matthews' quote afterwards, I never really saw that side of Tom Brady, to be honest, but whatever, no comment, it's over with, I'm done with it, end quote. And Antoine Winfield on the late taunting of Tyreek Hill said, when we played earlier, he backflipped in front of my face and gave me the peace sign, so it was only right that I gave him the peace sign back. It felt amazing. And you were talking about the calls. Terry McCauley, former ref, tweeted at halftime, it's very unusual to see the Super Bowl called significantly tighter in the passing game than the way it's been called in the regular season, but there was no question that was true in the first half. As for Kansas City's Super Bowl win last year, they got three touchdowns in the last six and a half minutes to come back against the 49ers. Aside from that, these last two Super Bowls, the Chiefs have one touchdown in seven and a half quarters. No TDs tonight, three for three on field goals. KC lost at Tampa Bay, 31-9. Tom Brady, Super Bowl MVP for a fifth time. Tampa Bay with four touchdowns tonight. Three of the TD drives were over 70 yards each. The one that was shorter than that was when they had a short 
field. Remember when Kansas City had a goal line stand second quarter? The Chiefs offense, though, wound up punting, and the 56-yard punt was called back because of holding. The repunt was only 29 yards, so Tampa Bay had the short field, not at all expecting a touchdown later on the drive. That was the drive where Tom Brady was intercepted, but it was nullified by the defensive holding call. Tampa Bay soon kicked a 40-yard field goal, but Kansas City was offsides on a fourth and five. First down for Brady, next play, touchdown pass to Rob Gronkowski. That made it 14-3 at the time, about six minutes left second quarter. Meanwhile, Kansas City at the time had four drives, just five first downs, and Patrick Mahomes had started three of 12 passing for just 23 yards. By the end of the second quarter, the Chiefs had 90 yards in penalties just in that period. They finished with 11 penalties tonight for 120 yards. Patrick Mahomes was sacked three times through two interceptions. Tom Brady, Super Bowl MVP, and a seventh ring total. He improves to 3-0 in playoff games head-to-head against Kansas City. He's also 3-0 in the playoffs against the Steelers and 3-0 in the playoffs against the Chargers and 3-0 in the playoffs against the Jaguars. Amazing about this normally great Chiefs offense, not just no touchdowns, not even staying on the field, not converting third downs. Patrick Mahomes' passer rating on third down tonight was 11 one of the lowest in the last 30 Super Bowls. Not as bad as one of the Jim Kelly Super Bowls, but bad. And he was pressured all night. Shaq Barrett of Tampa Bay, for example. A season high for him. Eight pressures and one sack tonight. He pressured Mahomes on 20% of his pass rushes tonight. Tom Brady wins a ring now in a third different decade. 31-9. to And by the way, Tampa Bay on next season's schedule will be playing against the four AFC East teams, Brady's old division. Tom Brady has more postseason wins now since turning age 35 than any other quarterback has in, in his entire career. Joe Montana in his playoff career went 16-7. and This was Brady's 18th playoff win wow. since turning age 35. Brooks Kepko won the Phoenix Open by one stroke after a final round 65. The Detroit Pistons are trading Derrick Rose to the Knicks. New York lost at home to Miami today. Sacramento beat the Clippers in L.A. Utah's the best in the West, 19-5 after a win at Indiana. And in college hoops, Indiana Hoosiers upset number 8 Iowa. Back to you. Uh, thanks, Steve. By the way, Steve, um, Jim Kelly just minding his own business, not bothering anybody, you know, just just hanging out, you know, maybe having a cocktail, just uh, just, you know, just sitting back with his family, not doing anything to anybody, especially Steve DeSager and DeSager has got to bring up his struggles from the 90s. What's wrong with you, Steve? Come on. Jim was, Kelly didn't do anything to you. That was a great offense with some bad offensive Super Bowls, as you recall. I mean, come uh, on now. Look, you, that's you, fair. He's, he's, disrespect he's the K-gun like that? He's shooting it straight. Well, but let me put it this way. In yeah. that Super Bowl, Super Bowl 28, Jim Kelly's third down passer rating was two. Hmm. That's not good. No. Well, uh, you know, hey. You know what, though? Uh, yeah, was that the Super Bowl that his knee got folded up on? Uh, he, he suffered the injury? Was that the one? Or was that the first one against? No, I, it was I, the last the second, the first one against Dallas. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very good. All right. Thanks, Steve. All I right. So if you're a fan of Jim uh, Kelly. Thurman Thomas forgot his helmet. I think yeah. that was the one. Yeah. All right. By the way, if you want to get Steve on Twitter, you can find him <laughs> at I hate Jim Kelly. Uh, that's where you can find true. Steve on Twitter at Just I hate Jim Kelly. Just deal with facts here. Um, uh, speaking of quarterbacks, Brady. What are we doing at the goal line? Putting a Vita Vea in, throwing to, to Joe Haig. 
<clears throat> QB sneak, man, every yeah. time. That should be the play every single time, and I would have won some money on a Tom Brady uh, rushing touchdown. And unfortunately, they put Vita Vea in for some reason. What are we doing here? Well, I'll get to the Vita Vea in a second, though. But did you know? Okay, because this actually came to me today. Like, there's some people who should know this that didn't. But most people think, because there, there was the over-under of Tom Brady rushing yards, and it was a half. Just, just a half. And someone was like, oh, well, you know, there's, there's beat, no man. doubt. What's that? That's a bad beat. Well, <laughs> the point was this. They were trying to say, well, you know, if he gets sacked, you know, a couple times, you know, that would come off the total too. And I was like, that's eh, not how it works in the NFL. Like, like most people don't realize that because in college, if you get sacked, it comes off your rushing total. But in the NFL, when you get sacked, it comes off your passing yard total. So they thought it was going to factor into uh, that over-under. But in reality, you know, really the only thing you have to be concerned by is a kneel that goes back for a couple of yards if he's ever scrambled up or did a quarterback sneak for a yard or two. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, I've seen somebody lose their fantasy football uh, game uh, via a QB sneak. They were up by .2 points. The quarterback took three kneel downs, and they lost three yards, and then they, he lost his fantasy football game. That it's the count. same thing. There's fantasy no football, way Super that should Bowl. count. Yeah. Listen, man, that's the uh, cruel world of fantasy football. You'll be there soon. You've been holding that long enough, but you'll be there soon. We'll get you to, to tiptoe over the edge. We'll do it. It'll be fun. You Probably and I. Uh, yeah. All right. We are broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. Call 1-888-FARMERS, and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. All right, coming up next. So is somebody completely wrong, completely wrong with their look ahead to the NFL? We will talk about that next here. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, right here on FSR. I feel like I'm at a rave. Pass the glow sticks, bruh. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, uh, let me let me ask you this. Um, what, what makes so, this sound like a rave? I don't know. It just does. Like it, it, this feels like you know you could just see some uh, you know like like some hippie spinning around in circles, dropping ecstasy. Couldn't you see that? Like in this song, if you just no, if, you had, if I had no, to paint the picture, I don't think I could. All right. All right, very good. I mean, listen, not my thing, but all right. Is this the uh, the day off? Is this is this one of his songs? Yes. One of his hits? Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, it? Sure. Yeah, nice. Very good. This is Saturday very and Sunday. Good. Yes, it is. Oh, good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. We're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. Now, let's get, so we are going to have this discussion. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs are already the favorite to win the Super Bowl. All right, so that has already uh, been put out there by Fox Bet. The early favorites to win the Super Bowl next year, that is, the Kansas City Chiefs, followed by the Bucks, the Packers, and the Bills. Boy, way to go out on a limb and have some balls, people in Vegas. Whoa, way, way, to, way to really uh, throw a wrench into things. But never mind that. Patrick Mahomes spoke after the game with the media and talked about several things, including that injured toe. Let's listen to Mahomes. Obviously, I didn't play the way I wanted to play. I mean, what else can you say? You, all you can do is leave everything you have on the field, and I feel like the guys did that. Um, uh, they were the better team today. They beat us uh, uh, pretty pretty good. Uh, the worst I think I've been beaten in a long time. 
but I'm, I'm proud of the guys now they fought till the very end of the game. What was the moment you realized you weren't going to win this game? Probably when I threw the interception at the very end of the game. I mean, knew it was pretty much over then because we had no timeouts. We battled to the very end. I mean, that's one thing you can say. I mean, we played not very good football today, um, but we battled. And now you have to respect the guys for their, their, uh, their toughness on doing that. Was the total problem for you tonight? And are you going to be having surgery anytime soon on that? Yeah, I mean, I can't say the toe was a problem when I played last week and I play, or two weeks ago and I played well on it. I mean, it was – it's something you battle through. You're, you're playing football, you have to battle through injuries. Um, and so I'll, we'll, uh, we'll look at it tomorrow and we'll make a final decision on if, if we're going to have to have surgery on it to, uh, or not. So uh, great to hear Great to hear from uh, Ed Orgeron, Kermit the Frog, and Louis Armstrong following the Super Bowl there uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. Just <laughs> – just say it. I'm telling Just you what, man. Get that, get that guy say, a throat say lozenge. What you, say what you want. You, you had a hangnail, and then you were complaining about it. That That is one tough kid, man. The he way is. he battled through that he game, is. he was getting knocked around, chased constantly. Um, it's all. It, it's almost at at you know Bobo on singles night, just getting chased around by everyone. <laughs> um, Absolutely. But, yeah, but, but, but those days are behind you. Anymore. Yeah, I know those days are behind you. I know we <laughs> talk about it, Bobo all the time. Those days are behind now, you. you. We just yeah, have to give our audience something to like compare it to. You know, they they can picture you being oh, wildly when was, pursued when I was out right? in the streets, running the streets. You know, being with multiple women. That that <laughs> we're talking about. <laughs> Oh, gee. What, what, why are we getting into what? this? I don't know. We're trying to do like a sports talk radio show. All right, listen. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a sports talk radio show here. We're not going to let uh, Bobo steer us into the ditch. Can, you know, can I go uh, back to the original point um, that you were kind of yeah, making? Go ahead. So the Chiefs are, are the supposed favorite for next season. Why? Like, if Tom Brady's coming back, if Gronk's going to come back, if, if Antonio Brown comes back, if all these pieces decide to sign back and go – yeah, let's go ahead and make it a repeat. Drew Brees is probably going to retire. The, the New Orleans team is looking for their next quarterback. Um, exactly. Yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers, we expect him to be back with the Green Bay Packers, but they're going to have a new defensive coordinator. They need, obviously, help on defense, as we as we witnessed against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I, I, um, I think Tampa's path is easier than Kansas City's. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the Buffalo Bills yeah. are going to get better. You've still got the Baltimore Ravens. You've got the Cleveland Browns who are a playoff team. You've got all these other teams that are kind of budding playoff teams now that are, have young quarterbacks that are going to be competition for you. Go look at the NFC. It's Tom Brady. It's Aaron Rodgers. And I guess you can throw in the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson, but they need to get him some help, and they've got a new offensive coordinator. So the reality of the situation is – why wouldn't they be the favorites? They just won the Super Bowl, and you'd have to think with an offseason to continue to build with these guys, they're only going to get better together, not worse. I mean, think about the two biggest deficiencies the Tampa Bay Bucks had coming into the season, okay? Offensive line, they need a tackle, and they need a safety. What did they do in the draft? They took Tristan Wirfs, who maybe played the best of any rookie, even though we don't pay enough attention to linemen. He was phenomenal this year. And then Antoine Whitfield, who ended up being a stud safety for him, had a pick tonight. Like, trust Jason Light to be able to provide Tom Brady with what he needs out around him. I just don't get why they're already putting putting the Kansas City Chiefs as the number one team. This is a dominant performance by the Tampa Bay Bucks. They should be the favorite going into next year. I know Tom Brady's 44. I get it. They should be the favorite, in my opinion, especially just winning the Super Bowl right now.
Well, we do have uh, more from Patrick Mahomes following the loss. I see trees of green. I mean, the, the guy's going through a lot. I, he sounds like, concussed. I he sounds why, concussed right now. I mean, why do we, you know, why do we got to mock the guy? You know, he just lost the Super Bowl. I don't know why you guys behind the scenes have to turn this into some rip job on the guy. Uh, I mean, it sounds like he's been uh, been gargling razor blades for two weeks, and you guys got to make fun of him after a tough loss. Terrible. Oh, what is wrong with you, man? I mean, <laughs> I just you went through right. how bad you your me? plantar fasciitis was, your turf toe, whatever it was, <laughs> and now you're making fun of the guy. He's got that surgery on it. It's unbelievable. Well, listen, man. By the way, do you, do you want to know why I am more susceptible to turf toe than normal human beings? Because you only have nine toes? No, because I have 11, actually. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. So it feels like we've been here before. Yet another one for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There are many layers to this Super Bowl. We will be unpeeling all of those here over the next 60 minutes on Fox Sports Radio. That guy right over there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is FSR. You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app and wherever you are taking part in the program on all hundreds of our affiliates all across the country. We appreciate you doing so. Hang 
hanging out here and coming to you live always from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save an average of $470 on auto insurance. That's a lot of money for a quick phone call, don't you think? Average nationwide annual savings. Survey data, July to December 2020. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. And ladies and gentlemen, he is a man who is still in Tampa, Florida. He is staring out his window at a pirate ship. Are you actually on the pirate ship doing the show, Brady Quinn? Or are you, are you simply back uh, in the room? And you're in- No, actually, I checked to see if I could rent a space somewhere down uh, uh, underneath in like the stowaway cabin area. But the problem is is they've been letting off fireworks uh, from that ship. So I, I couldn't do the show while being on the ship since they've been letting off fireworks for the Tampa Bay Bucks winning of the Super Bowl. So uh, unfortunately, I'm not on the ship right now. Yeah, that's too bad. What what a bummer. Um, but now, so just the scene there, because I know you, we were talking about this last week. So you've been there about a week. Um, yeah. You seem thrilled about it. Uh, you've been there about a week, and you talked about how, well, it's different than Super Bowl weeks, and there were some pictures of, quote, unquote, the radio row this year, and it's a ghost town. But as the week went on, did it start to feel like a little bit more like a Super Bowl city? Did you start to see the the you know some of the nightlife start to pick up a little bit? I know you didn't partake, but you had to have seen something while you were walking around. Oh no! I mean, it, you could definitely get the sense that uh, there was a lot going on. Uh, it, it really it, it it was the first time I think since last year in Miami, uh, Espinal away with you and and some of the other uh, activities. It was the first time I, I really felt like, all right, this is what a Super Bowl, this is kind of what this feels like again. Um, there were certain outdoor bars and areas, places that aren't limited to capacity that were absolutely packed. I mean, obviously, people still have masks on and, and all that good stuff, but still, it gave you the sense of like, okay, this is kind of what it's like when everyone's in town, especially downtown where they have those fireworks go off every night over the weekend, and then all the hotels are kind of based, so... Uh, you you kind of get everyone congregating in that specific area. So it, it it really, for the first time in a long time, kind of felt normal. Like outside of everyone wearing masks and um, you know some some temperature checks and all that stuff, it really did feel somewhat normal. By the way, uh, Espinola away last year at the Super Bowl with you. Uh, that was a, an important day. That was the finale. That was actually the final edition. Do you know what it was the final edition of Brady Quinn? Oh, I think I know. Is, yeah. is this headliner line? No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. Uh, last sorry. year at Espinola Way was the final time I'll ever have a yingling. <laughs> so, like, I mean, like, that never again. Like, I'll never, that'll never happen again. I'll never take a free yingling from you ever again. Uh, by the way, yingling's a beer for you uh, people who've got your mind in the gutter. Uh, it's a beer and not a very good one. I'll just put it that way. Unless, unless, you know, you're floating around Ohio and, uh, you know, you're wearing some salmon pa- pants and you want to play in a golf tournament. If that's, if that's the case, that's fine. But never in Miami will I drink a yingling again. Just letting you know. Right off the bat. Uh, all right. So Brady Quinn, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl champions. Tom Brady, an MVP that makes seven Super Bowl titles in 10 years. And th- this is what I'll say about Brady. If you wanted to critique anything about the guy, and I've been thinking about this, if you were on the island of Tom Brady's not the GOAT, if you're Rob Parker and some of the Brady haters that are out there uh, and, and you're not a fan of Tom Brady – 
one of the things that you could criticize about Brady was, well, you know, the path. You know, he was playing in the AFC East and he never won a Super Bowl when he didn't have a bye week. And he, you know, never like he never had to, you know, have it go the the hard way. He never had to have anything the hard way when it came to getting to a Super Bowl. If you wanted to go on, I think it's ridiculous, but that would have been one of the pushbacks. All of that is over with. We're done because he just went on the road three straight weeks he beat Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers in consecutive weeks and then went in and beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I don't know how anybody finds a flaw or, or finds something against Tom Brady. Is not only, I'm saying, not only the greatest quarterback of all time, I think he's the greatest football player of all time. I think he's the best. And, and I don't, at this point, I don't know who's close to him, honestly. No one's close to him. What do you, what do you mean, who? No, no one's close to him. No one is even close to what he's been able to accomplish. No. Like, I, I, part of me feels like it, it's almost like um, it, it, I, I never had a brother. Now, but I did have friends who were older, like in our neighborhood when you were young. And it's like back when you used to go like arm wrestle with them, right? You know, they would try, they would just pin you, and they wouldn't have any mercy whatsoever, right? It's almost like he's taking any every single person and like eliminating. Any doubt whatsoever as far as what he is. He's now won seven Super Bowls. That is more than any one individual franchise in their history. Uh, Think about that. The Steelers and the Patriots both have six. He has seven now. Seven Super Bowls. He's been to 10. He's been to 20% almost of the Super Bowls in NFL history. He's now one of two players to win Super Bowls for two separate teams as a quarterback. That's Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. He, he's got more postseason wins than a lot of the other Hall of Famers you want to talk about combined. I mean, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, the argument's done. I mean, and, and look, there's, there's not even an argument. That's the thing is there, there's not an argument. Like, I, I kind of felt like coming into tonight's game – there really wasn't an argument. Like to me, he didn't need to win this game in order to solidify himself as it. And it's, and and look, he he wins the MVP. It's his fifth MVP, by the way, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean that like Devin White wasn't worthy of it or Todd Bowles wasn't worthy of it. If if you could do that, I mean, both those guys could have easily have won it. But the the reality is, he just continually plays at this game at such a high level and. The thing that stood out to me the most was, like, this game, he won it just like he would have if he was in New England. You know, right from the get-go, they took advantage of penalties from the Kansas City Chiefs, and they extended drives, and they turned it into points. And it seemed like every single time Kansas City faltered, you know, a, a, a botched punt, um, you know, or a shanked punt, excuse me, you know, putting them in a better field, you know, field goal position. They find ways of capitalizing off that stuff. Um, I just... I come away amazed, though, at the fact that he's 43 and he doesn't look it. I mean, people were talking like, you know, for example, Tony Romans kept saying, well, if if Patrick Mahomes doesn't win this Super Bowl, he'll never be able to catch Tom Brady. Even if he does win the Super Bowl, you really think he's going to win five more Super Bowls? It's like, I mean, it's, it's absurd to think of what he's done in his career. I don't think people realize we're not going to see this again. Like, as long as you'll live. You will not see someone be as successful as Tom Brady was at football, probably let alone any other sport for that matter. 
Yeah, he's he's the greatest player of all time. There there was, you know, the argument to be made. When you and I went on the air, and I still remember this because the game was crazy. When they came back and they beat the Atlanta Falcons, you and I went on the air and said, all right, it's over. He's the greatest of all time. Like, it's not even because there was still the argument for Joe Montana. Like, there was still the discussion, you know, yeah, but Joe Montana, and because he had won the fifth, you thought, all right, he's now distanced himself from Montana, and Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. Dude, he's won three more since, or, or he's won two more after that. Like, like we're not, like, it's not even, he just keeps extending the lead and extending the lead. And when Romo's talking about, well, you know, if you get it to 6 2, do you think that just Super Bowls just fall out of the sky? That all of yeah. a sudden, like, like Tom Brady's been in the league what twenty one years and been to yeah. ten Super Bowls? Like, just think about that. That's crazy. And and the idea that anybody thinks there's even an argument against or somebody that's going to compare or somebody that's going to come close, come close, I just don't see it happening, man. I think, th- and that's why I've always tried to appreciate it. And Bucky and I, I was talking with Bucky Brooks about this. If you were to rank quarterbacks right now in the NFL, can you find six or seven better than Tom Brady? Like, I can't. Like, if you were to just rank quarterbacks right now, I think he's a top eight quarterback in the NFL, and the dude's 43. Like, no, I know. It, 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 I mean, it's, it's crazy. Here's what you'd say. You'd probably you'd say, you know, Aaron Rodgers and yes. Patrick Mahomes. That's right. right. And then after that, you're kind of like, well – I mean, I know what to expect out of him more than I do Josh Allen, even though I think Josh Allen's really talented in that conversation. You know, Lamar Jackson's like a different type of athlete with all that. I mean, seriously, who would you put ahead of him after those two in Rodgers and and, and Mahomes? Russell Wilson, maybe. Yeah, I mean, he he was for a portion of the season. Obviously not the way it kind of fizzled out the end. Yeah. But, yeah, you could throw him in that conversation. That's three. Like, I, I don't even think you're getting really past five. I would take him over Ben the way he's playing right now. Oh, he looks like he's in much better 100%. shape. Yeah. Has much more velocity on the football. I mean, Philip Rivers is retiring. Drew Brees is probably going to retire. I mean, you start going through the list, and you're going, all right. Like, I, and the thing that stands out the most to me is, you know, Tom Brady went to the Tampa Bay Bucks, and in a season where he didn't even have a normal offseason, he completely changed the culture. He completely changed the way those guys go to work, what their expectations were, you know, what those guys thought they could could achieve. Like someone had tweeted out in regards to, you know, just how progressive Bruce Arians has been with Keith Armstrong as their special teams coordinator and Byron Leftwich as their OC and Todd Bowles as, as their um, defensive coordinator and how, you know, he's got a couple of female coaches on the staff too. And it's like, you know, and, and look, and they can still win a Super Bowl. It's like, yeah, but. <laughs> those people were there last year. Right, right. And they didn't win crap. <laughs> and, th- and then Tom Brady comes and they win a Super Bowl. I like, know. like, 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 like let's, let's not distract away from the greatness <laughs> of what he is. I know. I know. Yeah, it, it was, it was, you know, it was all the, uh, the additions on the coaching staff that really put him over the edge, you know? Like, that was, uh, that was all. Well, which, which weren't, there weren't any additions, but, you know, right. like, whatever the case may be. I, I mean, how, how about the fact you don't have a quarterback who turns the ball over 30 times? You know, how about yeah. that? I mean, yeah, that's that a good a place issue. to start. And, and but you've got a quarterback that actually inspires everyone else in your locker room, a, a quarterback who, like, you know, takes it, one of your starting linebackers and he sees him weeping just because they won an NFC championship game is like, what are you doing? We're not done. Like, <laughs> you change your focus. I mean, he literally said to Levante David 
what are you crying for? Like, we haven't done anything yet. After they win an NFC Championship game, because he's so dead set on winning another Super Bowl and understanding how to get there. I just, I love everything about his demeanor. Like, he's, he, he, he you know, him and, like, Kobe and Jordan and all those, like, all-time greats who have that killer instinct. Like, yeah. he's got that, and he demonstrates it, and he forces others to have to rise to his ability and to his expectations. Like, and I was talking about this with another buddy who I work with, uh, Brian McFadden. He's won a couple Super Bowls uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And one of the things he said today about Tom Brady was he was saying, you know, leaders aren't very well liked because the best leaders are so hard on everyone else. Yeah. And they force them to do things that they're uncomfortable with. And, and, and what it triggered in my mind was, yeah, they're not liked, but they're respected. And that's the thing about Tom Brady is he's got the immediate respect because of his success. But then you get people who've been around him and how he works. And they see how he sets the standard and sets the example as a 43-year-old guy. And if he can do it, you definitely can do it. You don't have an excuse not to. And that's what raises the level of everyone else out around him. So it just it truly is remarkable to see what he's been able to do. Well, that's why you're the leader of this show, because you bully our production staff, and uh, they need that sort of kick in the ass. And, and you know, you're not really well-liked by a lot of those guys behind the scenes, and it's because of your leadership. I don't know if you know that or not, Brady Quinn. You're the guy. You're the leader. I, I, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that at all. Yeah, I'm telling you. Half a Bobo can't stand you. Uh, all right, Brady Quinn, Jonas <laughs> Knox story. here on Fox Sports Radio uh, from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. All right, coming up next. This is a very, very interesting comment by a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after the game. All right. Very interesting comments from one member of the Bucks, and the Kansas City Chiefs will not like this when they hear it. We'll have that for you next year on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. 
United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up here 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio, we are going to have another edition of Over-Unders. we got a lot un- to unpack because we've got all of our Over-Unders for the Super Bowl to look back on, what paid out, what didn't, and then we're going to look ahead to the days ahead in the world of sports. So that'll be coming up here in about 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, before we get into this, uh, this comment, which is sure to piss off, uh, Kansas City Chief fans and the Kansas City Chiefs team. Uh, Brady Quinn, uh, we mentioned earlier, Steve DeSager, for some reason, our national update anchor, uh, decided to take a shot at Jim Kelly in his national update. I have no idea why. I have no idea why. Um, and I, as a joke, said, um, if you want to get Steve on Twitter, you can find him at I Hate Jim Kelly. And uh, wouldn't you know, Brady, an I Hate Jim Kelly account has been started. Uh, somebody is on it, and uh, and I Hate Jim Kelly, uh, the account is up and running. Uh, so uh, so there's that. Uh, so I don't know if Steve DeSager is behind that, but there's uh, – Right, there's right. Somebody. I'm sure Steve DeSager is behind that. I'm sure it's not you know someone else that we know that has other uh, fictional characters that sometimes tend to visit this show. However, it's weird. Um, this show's almost over. And that fictional character has decided not to join us. It, it's kind of odd of, you know, the biggest Sundays that you could imagine, Super Bowl Sunday, and our good friend Live Bed Jesus decided not to show up tonight. There's no game on. What do you want, what do you want him to bet? Uh, okay. Let's just review. I might need a little help from uh, Steve, mm-hmm. Lee, and Bobo, but it, correct me if I'm wrong. Has Live Bed Jesus not placed bets even during a pandemic when it seemed like everything in the world was shut down, yet he well, still found a yeah. sports league in South America, now, Korean baseball to bet on as well? What about the time that he did, that he did a live bet on the horse race at Santa Anita? That's right. And then they brought out the, uh, the tent. And the uh, <laughs> it's an appropriate metaphor yeah. for most of his bets, yeah. actually. Can I, can I be the guy to defend Live Bed Jesus here? Uh, sure. Yeah, let's go live for Bobo. Hear Bobo, this. please, please defend him, Bobo. Somebody, please. There's nothing to bet on right now. Like, nothing. At all. Like, yeah. unless you're- Bobo. What? Bobo. Pandemic. Okay? But we they were, figured it out. But he found games that were happening. One thing about Super Bowl is every sport bows down when the Super Bowl comes out. Like, all basketball games are done before Super Bowl happened, and it was like six games. Bobo, don't think- America, think international. We, think we are on a later a, shift. I, yeah, mean, this is way I don't later. Know I don't. Hey know guys, what he wants. we got to figure this out. There's gonna be something he can I, still bet on. I don't I, care if it's I, darts. Listen, there's gonna be something on right now. Actually, FS1 had a college basketball game Stanford Cal tonight. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll back out. Sorry. Uh, come on, but what do you, what, don't be a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
Christ, I mean, man. you can Come bet on. on how often Seriously. Lee crop dusts the studio. Oh, I don't know. Man. Listen, li- listen, guys. Look, I-, I have no control over Live Bet Jesus. I don't know. Wh- I don't know what what he's doing. Uh, who knows? Maybe he just took the night off. I have no idea. He found that semi-pro uh, soccer game in the yeah. Bay Area once and bet it in the 82nd minute. Hey, how Steve, do you know all this, Steve? Steve, <laughs> Steve that's a legitimate bet. <laughs> uh, let me let me tell you. You want to know how you know Steve knows these things? Because he was betting the opposite team. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Steve knows. And it. just yeah. for the record, I adore Jim Kelly, and he's a tribute to humanity yes he is uh no we kid we kid uh jim kelly uh one of the all-time greats but there was uh, about the cal stanford game start tonight steve uh, i believe it was at seven pacific so interesting so there really would have maybe been an opportunity or no it yeah. would have been done by the time no, right? no. I mean, he Until nine pacific yeah did oh, yeah, yeah, Jesus bet on the super bowl Let, did, he hasn't bet uh, on the super bowl at all did he yeah Live bet Jesus? Yeah. Might have got, might have no, he he never does. Yeah, might might have gotten uh, might have gotten. Uh, Wait, doesn't do live bet Jesus and Knox Locks kind of coincide sometimes? They don't. They don't. They do. It's weird. Listen, they, they cross streams. If you can will. we can <laughs> we pay, all right all right can we can we pay off the tees, please? I know you guys uh, want to want to you know diminish his abilities. Uh, live bet Jesus, who was undefeated I, during I, the NFL I just want to know why on Super Bowl Sunday he decided know. not to I, show I, up. Be, probably because there's no basketball. Games. Probably because there's no games going on. He had college basketball while the show uh, was going on on a I got company channel you. i got yeah. news for you nobody cares about college basketball on super bowl sunday i, I hate to break it to college basketball fans out there nobody but we cares. really cared about that santa anita yep. race and the semi-pro yeah. soccer and the Steve, korean baseball pandemic blame the pandemic what do you want me to do i didn't show we're still in the, the pandemic we're still <laughs> in the pandemic Thank you. Good point. Right, well things have opened up there are options now all right so are brady they? quinn are uh, they where you're at brady quinn not really brady quinn jonas knox <laughs> here on fox sports radio uh we are broadcasting live uh, from the farmers insurance fox sports radio studios call farmers today for a quote uh speaking of quotes <laughs> You want to hear a uh, a juicy one from Leonard Fournette that probably won't uh, sit real uh, real pretty with the Kansas City Chiefs and their fan base? Uh, Leonard Fournette talked with the media after the game about what Tom Brady told them about the KC defense. Let Leonard Fournette tell you. Tom preached all week. You know they're they're third in the league. Y'all have the carries. Y'all y'all have the catch too. Uh, their run defense wasn't that good. So I you know I take pride in that. You know knowing those those guys don't want to tackle and. Uh, you know, you know, sometimes you make a guy miss, but at the same time, punch him in the mouth at the end of the game, you're not going to want to tackle him. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> 31st in the league in yards after contact, yards after catch two. Their run defense wasn't that good. I take pride that knowing that those guys don't want to tackle. How do you think that's going to sit in the locker room there in KC, Brady Quinn? Well, I mean, it's the reality <laughs> of the scenario. I mean, it was something that, too, I think if you watch the game, you noticed how the Bucks were going about <laughs> rushing Leonard Fournette. They would basically take care of all the big guys. You know, that, that that was the advantage was let's take care of the down linemen. We got to put bodies on Devin White and, and Levante David, which they obviously didn't do a great job of that. Uh, or excuse me, on the flip side, the, uh, the, the uh, linebackers for the Kansas City Chiefs, they had to put bodies on them. But they would try to get Leonard Fournette to the outside against the cornerback. And those secondary players wanted nothing to do with him. <laughs> um, and so, look, it's a great play design, but that's the truth. That's the reality. This Kansas City defense – really, you know, was was carried by the offense all year. And I, and I know at times they stepped up when the offense didn't necessarily have its most explosive game. But in the end, they always felt like they could rely on their offense to make a play at the end of the game to get them wins. Unfortunately, this time, there was just too, too, you know, too much to come back from. There's no way they're going to do that with the way their offensive line was playing tonight. 
uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next, though, we've got over-unders, Brady Quinn. We need to unpack what we gambled on when it came to Super Bowl 55, and we're going to look ahead to the days ahead, so we'll have that for you next on Fox Sports Radio. For all the latest, though, from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, Steve DeSager. You mentioned Leonard Fournette. He had 16 carries in the Super Bowl win against KC, 89 yards rushing and a touchdown. So these four postseason games, he had four touchdowns and almost 450 yards from scrimmage. Tom Brady, the Super Bowl MVP, for a fifth time in his career, Tampa Bay dominates the Chiefs 31-9. to Brady threw three touchdowns passes in the first half. Chiefs with no touchdowns in the game, only points on field goals. Casey was 0 for 3 on red zone TDs. Just their last playoff game, winning the AFC title, Chiefs were down 9-0 to the Bills first quarter, but then scored on three straight drives. Second quarter, all long drives. They only punted once that whole game. It was a three and out the first drive, and then 29 first downs on 58 plays literally on average a first down every other play against buffalo the rest of the night until the kneel downs at the end and the playoff game before that against cleveland chiefs had a 19-3 halftime lead they scored on all four of their first half drives tyreek hill had over 100 yards receiving each of these last two games he had two catches by late third quarter in tonight's game so the chiefs next year will be hosting buffalo and cleveland and pittsburgh on the schedule Buffalo will next season not only be playing at Kansas City, but at Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay, yeah, their own stadium. So the home team win the Super Bowl. That's a first. Next season, the Super Bowl will be at the L.A. Rams' new stadium. Tampa Bay finishes 15-5, and the Chiefs 16-3. and 31-9, the final. Brady and Mahomes have faced each other five times in the last three seasons now. This was the first Super Bowl matchup between the last two quarterback champions. Mahomes had won last year. Brady won it all the year before. As for some other items, you mentioned Brady's with the seven Super Bowl victories in his career. It is more than any other one franchise. The Steelers have gone 6-2 and two in Super Bowls, New England 6-5 and five in Super Bowls. And for Tom Brady, this was his 10th appearance in a Super Bowl in his career, twice as many as the next quarterback in NFL history. John Elway was in five. In the NBA, Utah's the best in the West, 19-5 and five now after winning at Indiana today. Phoenix beat Boston. The Celtics record is 12-10. and 10. Sacramento edged the Clippers in L.A., 113-110. to De'Aaron Fox with 36 points, victories for Charlotte and Miami, which won at New York. The Knicks are acquiring Derrick Rose from the Pistons. In college basketball, number three Villanova beat Georgetown. Indiana upset number eight, Iowa. The Reds invited shortstop D. Gordon to training camp, and Brooks Kepka won the Phoenix Open by one stroke after a final round 65. A note on the defense of Tampa Bay, which was sensational, pressuring Patrick Mahomes all night, sacked him three times for its two interceptions. Devin White, Tampa Bay linebacker, had 12 tackles, one late pick. The last game, winning the NFC title, he had 15 total tackles and a fumble recovery. And the previous week in the playoffs, White had 10 solo tackles, a fumble recovery, and an interception, and a tackle for loss at New Orleans. In the regular season game against Kansas City, he had nine solo tackles, an incredible run. And putting tonight in context of history, the Bucks franchise had not won a postseason game since their Super Bowl win almost 20 years ago. The Bucks had gone 0-2 in playoff games in all the years since. Now they win four straight playoff games with Tom Brady, eight straight wins overall. Most of those playoff games on the road, they win at home tonight 31-9. Back to you. 
Thanks, Steve. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here on Fox Sports Radio and broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Um, Coming up in, we'll call it 15 minutes from now, it probably was the call of the game. It was the call of the game. You will hear that call of the game 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Also, um, (laughs) you did it, Brady. You, 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 I mean, you, you, you just need to sometimes let oh, sleeping okay. dogs lie. You just yeah. need to sometimes let sleeping dogs lie. You, uh, okay. uh, you listen. You knocked on the door. You rattled the cage. Live bet Jesus sent a tweet. All right, a tweet has been sent. <laughs> How lucky are we? Okay, listen, a tweet wow. has been sent. Uh, you know, and 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 so here we are. I don't know what he can possibly bet on. There's nothing actually happening, but a no, tweet has something been sent on by Live Bet Jesus. Yeah. So oh. just uh, just saying. So that Didn't should be coming. Did he one up time here. join the show just to basically flip me the bird? Like, wasn't that what was on the actual scroll that dropped down? No, I, I don't believe so. Um, I thought that was that happened one time. Yeah, no, I mean okay. it, it looked it looked like a middle finger, but no, that was uh. You know, something <laughs> what? What do you what do you think I'm talking about? Hey, grow up, by the way. All right. Be an adult on the radio. Okay, have some class. Yep. All right. Uh, so without further ado, it's time for something we do on the show called this. Time to put your money where your mouth is. I have been losing. You know you're a lying, low-life gambling degenerate. It's over under. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Lee DeLapp, to find out, first off, how we did with these Super Bowl props. Lee, take it away. You guys, this was much like the beatdown that we saw on Super Bowl 55, but let's find out who was the Bucks and who was the Chiefs. We'll start off with the opening uh, kickoff temperature. Brady was there. He knows. We had it at over under 70. Jonas had the under. Brady had the over. It was 63 degrees. So the Jonas had the opening kickoff under on that one. Yes. Of course, we had the Super Bowl over under at 56 and a half. And of course, that hit the under for Jonas. Jonas, w- Jonas was right that Gronk would have over 29 and a half yards. In fact, he had 67 as well as... Yeah, he led the team. <sighs> yeah, absolutely. And he was also right on under for Mahomes' passing yards. We had it at 325 and a half. And of course, it was only 270. You both yeah. were wrong that Tom Brady would throw over 295 and a half. But you both were right that Tony Romo would correctly predict under two and a half, uh, under two and a half right, plays correctly. So that was that's, good on you guys. That's the only oh, one we wanted. So clearly, clearly, Jonas was the Bucks in this case. But but we'll keep. I'm gonna go back to the Romo one. Did you actually watch the game, Lee, and keep track no, of any of his first predictions? No, I had more important things to take care of, including number of dogs in commercials during the Super Bowl. And we had me and myself and the whole edit bay looking at this, and we only counted two commercials with dogs in it. Can you believe that? So yes. Jonas had correct on. That one. That's called research, Brady Quinn. Me, that's how it's done. I love how that's where Lee spent all the resources to prepare for this. He had everyone watching the dogs in the commercials. Like, that was the biggest thing. Forget Uh, listening to the game. Forget listening to Tony Romo in the game. Let's spend all our human capital on looking for dogs in the commercials. Literally has been on the phone since the Super Bowl started telling people to make sure you count dogs. I think I saw like eight in one commercial, but yeah, it was neither here nor there. Another important fact was whether or not the first commercial would be a beer or a seltzer. It was Bud Light, but was it beer or seltzer? It was beer. That was for Jonas. Yes. Number of Wait, qu- which one was it? Was it the one with all the past legends? That Bud yeah. Light one? Was it the Bud Light one there? I think that one came later, but I'm not sure. I, I couldn't remember. That was actually interesting, though, because then I was trying to piece through like each guy that came from which commercial. I can't. I couldn't like reflect on all of them. Yeah, 
Real men of genius. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Number of quarterback sneaks we had at one and a half. Bra- uh, Jonas was real bullish on the over, but Brady got Damn it correct it. that that was under. There was a fumble and three kneel downs for Brady, well, but none it, of those. Well, I don't care. I, I well, called the Ryan Jensen botch snap the whole way. I knew that was coming at some point. All right. And Sorry. lastly, the most important one, you guys, heads or tails on the coin flip. Jonas yeah. was sure it would be tails. Brady was, was correct. Heads. It was heads. But Thank overall, you. it was 6-3 to three, Jonas, much like the Bucks defeating the Chiefs. Well, listen, it's it's a weighted uh, it's a weighted coin, you know. So no, it's the not. Headset, well, the I mean, tails won the last, like, four or five years. All right, whatever. It's called law of uh, averages, Jonas. All right, yeah. Uh, law this. Uh, all right, Ali, what do we got? On to this week, no games, but we do have these. We have quarterback trades this week at one and a half. Under. Ooh, I'll, uh, yeah, I will take the under. By the way, uh, y- your buddy uh, Neck Acne, Carson Wentz, he's on the way out, right? <laughs> I mean, it would appear that they're, uh, they want to move him and he wants to be traded and it's going to happen. I, I, it's not going to be what the uh, what the Lions got in exchange for Goff, no. but it, it'll be considerable contra- you know, considerable compensation. If yeah, a quarterback trades for a quarterback, is that over, is that over one and a half? Yeah. That counts, doesn't it? Two QBs on the move? Uh, it's one transaction, though, technically. That is. See, because the rumor is if it's the Bears, they're going to send Foles back to Philly. Right, back to Philly, oh, which would boy. be awesome, only because yeah. it's the return. <laughs> well, which, all, all that would mean, I mean is, is that when, <laughs> when Matt Nagy gets fired next year, they're just going to hire Doug Peterson. That's all that means. <laughs> telling you that right now because that would make sense right <laughs> just, to just bring saying, doug, man to, yeah to, to bring in doug peterson carson wentz <laughs> even though carson wentz didn't go visit with doug peterson in an exit physical or uh yeah exit physical exit meeting it's the bears what do you want uh what else you got i'm ready for the eye rolls here positive covid test from the chiefs and bucks bucks this week at a half over <laughs> uh, who cares the season's over with the, um i mean <laughs> Over. You got to test I'm gonna them. Though, say, right? I'm going to say under. I, I don't know. Okay. Number of <laughs> number of picks of Gronk shirtless from Super Bowl postgame parties at a half. Over. Under. No way. Come on. At Super Gronk? Bowl postgame parties. Yeah, come on, Gronk. Come on. I, I don't think if they're partying, they want those photos to get out given, the, given COVID. It doesn't matter. There's enough rats in this country. Uh, rats cool. everywhere. Here's what we know. We do know Lee will make sure to get all the human capital possible to make sort of search yes, out will. that photo. Yeah, Lee's got Lee's got feet, uh, boots on the ground in Tampa to see if anybody can see Gronk's nipples over the next 48 hours. <laughs> Other things we're looking for. Number of days the streaker spends in jail. One and a half. Under. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, we're, I'm putting the card before the horse here. Like, we did did we get into what the streaker sounded like? That well, whole si- did people yeah. realize there was a streaker? Well, that's why I teased that ahead. We can do a it's deep the, dive on call, that next. It, it, it's the call you got to hear. I teased it. Listen, man. Right, but he, again, you, know, you realize that most people watching on TV only get to see a second or two of it, unless yeah. you listen to the radio broadcast. You really have no idea what you're referring to. Well, listen, but they will know what I'm referring to because if they stick around in 10 minutes from now, we're going to have that for them. Okay. So they'll know. You know, that guy, okay. all his uh, all his cash and prizes hanging out when he's running on the field. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jonas, I got an under Brady official. I'm sorry. What was the question? Number of days the streaker spends in jail, one and a half. Uh, what did Jonas say, under? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, same. I mean, that's that's a slap on the wrist, right? Especially if he's a Bucks fan. Like, no kidding. They'd probably be like, ah, get out of here, you little rascal. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I think it's a felony, but I doubt they uh, they pin that on him. Or if they pin anything on him. Uh, lastly, you guys. <laughs> it would be hard to with what he was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> lastly, you guys. Members of the odd couple that call out tomorrow at a half. Listen, man. <laughs> Look, give it to me. Okay. Give me the Rob Parker. What's he going to say tomorrow? Honestly, what's he going to say at this point? Oh, SMH shaking my damn head, Chris Broussard. Tom Brady getting all the calls, holding calls, you name it. Uh, no way, no how. Is he the greatest of all time? He's the load, the luckiest of all time. And I'm sick of it. I'm a woman. But. <laughs> How but. many does he have to win before Rob Parker just says mercy and he, and he, he gives up? He can't. Listen, he's he's uh, he's sitting next to the uh, the band on the Titanic. They're all playing instruments, and <laughs> and he refuses to let that one go. He's just going to go down with it. <laughs> I'm telling you, oh, he's, he's got a kazoo, and they're all playing instruments, and they're all going down together. He, he right. will not let that go. All right. All right. And so what do we got to answer the question? <laughs> yeah. uh, listen, it's it's the Monday after the Super Bowl. I mean, this is what we do. All right. So he will be there. So I'm going to take the under. I will take the under. I think Rob Parker will show up and he will, uh, you know, he will take his licks. Wait, you think he's not going to show up for the show? No, no. I, I think like number of, of members of the odd couple that call out. That was the question. I said, so I'm going to take the under of a half. Oh, OK. I'll, I'll, I'll take the under as well. Yeah. yeah. Broussard will be there because Broussard's going to have a shovel and he's going to bury Rob Parker alive from the second the show. Starts. I can't wait to listen to him. I, mean, I, I cannot wait to hear what justification, if any, Rob Parker will try to utilize to defend his stance on Tom Brady. Yeah, it, uh, it'll be a good one. Uh, all right. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, it is the call of the game, the call of the night, the call of Super Bowl 55. You've got to hear it. Plus, I have no idea what the hell he's going to bet on, but live bet Jesus will be here and it's yours next. That guy's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your Super Bowl 55 champions. 31-9 to the final. Tom Brady, your Super Bowl MVP. The Bucks all over the Chiefs in Tampa. Uh, by the way, uh, we are coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you can save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. Live Bet Jesus sent out a tweet. I don't know why. There's nothing to bet on. No sporting events. I have no idea what he's got up his sleeve. Uh, but we will hopefully be hearing from him coming up here in a couple oh, of minutes. Uh, Brady <laughs> Quinn, uh, the call of the game. All right, Now, a fan ran onto the field. Okay, As you pointed out, viewers didn't get to see it all happen because, you know, the cameras don't want to show the fan and they don't want to give him the attention he deserves. Also, in case, you know, he exposes himself or whatever. And so uh, we decided, all right, well, what about on the radio side? So check out Kevin Harlan's call of the fan running onto the field during the Super Bowl. Second down, 20, 5.03 to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a brawl. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. 
<laughs> and the players with hands on hips at the other end of the field are looking at him and shaking their oh, head and man. saying, why, oh, why is this taking place in a Super Bowl? <laughs> it sounds you think like, that's what the players are thinking? Uh, I don't know. It's, that sounds like what my dad said to me on my 21st birthday, you know, to be honest with you. <laughs> to take off the roll? <laughs> yeah, that, all that. that man. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, listen, son, that's not the way we raised you. But, uh, but yeah, there it was, a Kevin Harlan courtesy of Westwood One on the call. That's fantastic. In the moment, like, that's a broadcast professional, Brady Quinn. That's how it's done. One hundred percent. Yeah. No. He he's he adjusts <laughs> as well as anyone uh, to those sorts of scenarios. He really does. Like it's so good. He's at his best when like stuff breaks down. It's just absolute craziness. Have you ever been calling a game for Fox when a fan ran onto the field? Um. No. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't, I've never <laughs> called a game. Where someone's like streak, like you know, streak across the field, or like even jump down on the field for that matter. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the thing: you're gonna get annihilated, right? Because at, at some point, like, when's the last time a player, like, who's the Ohio State strength and conditioning coach that took down that fan? And there's like this image of him, there's Anthony couple- Schlegel, who yes. by the way is now the new head strength coach for the Jacksonville yes. Jaguars. <laughs> So so that guy got smoked. All right. That guy got taken down in like a judo throw. You're like hogtied. Yeah, that, that was a legitimate toss, and you're going to get banged up. Like some of these guys are just going to get hurt out there, man. And and I, no, none of the players hit him anymore, but it feels like the security guards take advantage of it. I'm waiting for one of these players to just light one of these fans up. Just take a free shot. I'm surprised Tyron Matthew didn't do it, to be honest with you. Well, the problem is there's, there's probably going to be some sort of liability that comes along with that. I mean, it takes... Take, for example, this. Do you, do you remember my brother in law, Jay Hawk, out of that Tahoe tournament? Yes. He used to like, there used to be fans that wanted to be tackled by him. So he started doing it. And then they were like worried about them being seriously hurt. Nobody and so they had to stop. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Forget about that. <laughs> hold on. Forget about that. Okay. What the hell is this? I, what is this going to be? Oh, hold on. I don't know because the lights just went out in the studio and now I, there's no games on. What the hell is he going to There's nothing bet? on. I mean, you might have to go to a different continent. I don't understand. All right. So now the, there's a piece of paper falling down onto the desk. I have no idea what's. So let me just, Brady, just so you know we're on the up and up here. Okay. It's all your write-offs for the week in Tampa. Hold on. It's the apology from Bobo to his girlfriend for the comment earlier. Hold on. Oh, here we go. It is tonight. Slash this morning on the 7th and 8th day of February 2021 that I, Live Bet Jesus, proclaim the pick to be that the Ben Maller Show is next on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> How about Brady? Could you believe this guy? That doesn't count. You, uh, you that think, doesn't what count. do you mean? <laughs> Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.